That was my impression of Tiffany doing an impression of you. It's a good impression. I like it. Welcome to this episode of No Refunds. My name is Dwight, and I have not marked the start of this, so Tiffany has to listen and uh, figure out when we've begun. Jokes on, the- jokes on you, because you said it was about 16 minutes, so... Was I telling the like truth? Like, you're going to remember that when you go to edit. Oh, I should remember it now. God damn it. I said my name is Dwight, uh, and joining Wait, me this well, week... Who are you? Joining me... <laughs> my name is Dwight. <laughs> and joining me this week is... <laughs> I'm going to go with Alex. I'm sorry. Alex. And... Tiffany. Okay. Alex and Tiffany. We're, oh, it's battle shits up in here today. Everyone's farting. What are we talking about? I don't know. I've got really low energy right now, but like I want to talk, but like emails. I feel like I'm... Yeah, we got some emails. So on the docket for today, we got two emails. Uh, Alex has got some movies he wants to talk about. I've got some video games I want to kind of talk about. Tiffany has a I'm video game just- and maybe a show... Maybe. Yeah. I'm we just can talk here. about. We got a bunch of shit. We got shit. <coughs> this is a nice standard episode. Oh my god. Welcome to no refunds. I, this is very low energy. It you is. got this. I swallowed some seltzer water and it went down the wrong hole, which is not a thing, but it really hurts my throat. It has to be a thing. There there's no well, There's wh- only one hole. But well, where does your airwaves come off of that? Airways. Okay. Like when you breathe in, it's going You can breathe in through your mouth. And when you do that, that's exactly where you swallow. There's got to be, a, there's like a valve in there. There's one hole. But there's a, like. You can't go down yeah. the wrong how, hole. But how do you get to your lungs? Eventually, there is a deviation. But it doesn't go down a, the wrong hole in your throat. But right. it there's only one hole. Right. My mouth is only one hole, but eventually, <coughs> eventually they break off. There's another hole in there, right? Right. I would imagine. A hole within a hole within a hole. Someone who knows science, please tell us how many holes there are. In the bucket in, in the, the bottom body. of the sea. <laughs> how many holes in the bucket? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I count at least six. I want to I know how many orifices there are within the human body. In the average human body. Mm-hmm. None of these people who are like missing a, a hand and have like the hole there. Right, right. This is what happens when we don't have a topic. Our first email <laughs> comes from Judd. Yeah? Judd Mark writes. Does he sign his emails as Mark? Uh, no, he, wrote, he signed it as Judd, but the email but says email. from Mark. Okay. So, and I'm not going to say his last name because that's illegal. No, I was just curious. In these parts. Judd writes, hey gang. First off, it was great to hear Dwight's voice again as it's been over two weeks since I heard it last. I'm glad to know that the new job is going well, but I miss you, buddy. I miss you, too. The new job is going fantastic for those who care. Oh, Tiffany's shaking her head that no one cares. Okay. Um, no, I just I mean, find it hard to believe that someone would miss you. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. Equally. I also find that hard to believe. <coughs> I guess that's fair. Okay, I'm going to remember that the next time we're, like, I'm gone for like a day, and you're like, Dwight, I miss you. I mean, I don't do that that often. Exactly. <laughs> it's only, only every other week for Alex. No comment. 
As far as the back to Judd's email, as far as the yelling goes, I was really sad to hear that Game of Thrones didn't live up to fans' expectations. While I wasn't personally invested in the show, Jada and I stopped watching after season one, episode nine. I know what it's like to feel disappointment in something you loved. Battlestar Galactica, I'm looking at you. How does someone stop watching Game of Thrones after season one, episode nine? That's when What's it, season j- one, episode nine. It's when uh, Ned's head gets cut off. Spoiler alert. If you haven't watched Game of Thrones, fuck what off. What is Game now. of Thrones? Game of Thrones is uh, the first book in George R. R. Martin's A Song of Ice <laughs> and Fire series. Um, but like, that, how? That was like the best episode How of do television. you stop after Baylor? I don't know. Okay. I, I guess like if you're, maybe, this is just making an assumption. Maybe you want that standard story of like the good guy triumphing over... You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, because like if if you see you're the main character, the person who in every other fantasy story is going to be the main character, and you see that person get killed, the person you've been attached to, right. you might just kind of check out. I I can understand I totally that. Understand it. Um, yeah. Battlestar Galactica. I'm looking at you, says Judd. That said, I wanted to touch on something Dwight said near the end. The auteur. Do you think it is dangerous to place too much faith in the artistic sensibilities of one person, especially if that person can't really claim 100% credit for how something was crafted? How many projects were saved or dramatically improved in the editing room? Star Wars A New Hope, Mad Max Fury Road. I'm curious on that one. Um, And while we know the names of the directors, we, the average movie-going patron, rarely know the names of the editors, sound designers, and others who work tirelessly to make Excuse me. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, who work tirelessly? I've been drinking seltzer water to make a project that usually only a handful of people will get the lion's share of the credit. But what do you think? Hope you are all doing well, Judd. P.S. The Big Bang Theory is garbage. Yeah. And, and he has a signature. All of life can be broken down into moments of transition or moments of revelation. Gakar Zahadam. So a tour theory. So what do you guys think okay. about it? I so the first thing I would like to say is that I don't think Mad Max belongs in this conversation because it's I'm curious on that one. It's a movie that it wasn't saved in the editing room because of how storyboarded and planned out every single mm-hmm. thing of it was. Like they knew exactly where the camera needed to yeah. be for every shot. So they didn't leave a lot on the cutting room floor. Because there wasn't much to leave on the cutting room floor because of how meticulous they had to be to get the action shots made the way they were. Yeah, so that, that's the a m- lot of that is a credit to the director and the cinematographer. And they they got a lot of credit for that from like and the mm-hmm. VFX people like they got Oscars and shit for, yeah. for that sort of stuff. I think that movie shouldn't be in this conversation. Star Wars definitely should be. I think Star Wars 100% should be. Should be. And also, um, um, one of the points I wanted to talk about was um, Quentin Tarantino. Okay. And I know you, you, you aren't a huge fan I'm of neutral Quentin Tarantino. I'm neutral on him. But like, he's, I definitely believe he's not tour. People like, have always credited his style to a combination of his... Um, like love for cinema and and wanting to make everything into some sort of homage, but mm-hmm. also everyone has always given credit to his longtime editor Sal- Sally. I, Sally Menke, I think is her name. I can't remember her last name, um, but she edited all of his movies up 
to Inglorious Bastards, Correct. which was when she passed away. Correct. And I remember people being really nervous for his next movie after that, being like, is it going to be the same? Is it is it going to work? And I remember when it came out, people being like, this doesn't feel the same as his other movies, but it still has that distinctly Quentin Tarantino-esque style to it, but it wasn't edited the same way. So, like, people took note of that. So, I feel like it's kind of hard. You can't really generalize when it comes to auteur theory Mm -hmm. in that way. But like, there are some cases where like, um, uh, star Wars, people are always saying, um, George Lucas's wife is the reason that it, that it is good in the first place. Um, isn't it his ex-wife? Yes. Yes. Ex-wife at this point, but they were married when she edited it. She's the only person, maybe not the only person, but, uh, she won the Oscar for Star Wars. Right. Lucas has no Oscars for Star right. Wars. And and that's that's a great point. Like there are movies that are saved in editing and there are movies that are ruined in editing. Yeah. Like you can say the same about like Blade Runner. Like I, I'm I'm not I've never seen Blade Runner, but there's like 17 different cuts of it. Well, yeah, there's 17 different cuts of it, not necessarily because of the editing, but more so because of studio interference. Yeah. That's 100% <laughs> studio interference from my understanding of it um i don't know for for me as far as i'm concerned i I think auteur is relatively a real thing because like yes i i understand you're having um at this point thousands of people work on a movie but Mm -hmm. in theory if if it's being done auteur theory wise all of those people are are working in support of one person's vision right and that tends to be the director um, sometimes it's a producer, uh, Kevin, there's such things as producers movies nowadays. Look yeah. at all of the Marvel movies. Those yeah. are producer mm-hmm. movies. Um, it's cause they hire directors that are milk toast. Exa- <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> uh, Joe Russo's or whatever. I can't yeah, remember. Yeah. Fucking brothers. Russo brothers. <sighs> Everyone who worked on a Marvel movie came from TV. Anyways, moving on. Um, so like, but you can still look at a Tarantino movie, any Tarantino movie mm-hmm. and you can be like, that's Tarantino movie. Right. Joss Whedon similar. You look at something like it's it's in the dialogue, it's in the camera movements, and so it's like all these people are working together. Like I said, for one person's theory, for one person's vision. Like, go back to like Orson Welles. Mm-hmm. Like he revolutionized how cinematography was because he was an auteur, and right. it was all like you can look at that and you can say that's an Orson Welles film just by like a frame of it. Yeah. And so I, I guess it's a little disingenuous to like discount what all these other people have put into something. But at the same time, they're there just doing their job. They're doing what they are told and they're being told to do something one way, the director's way. Yeah. Does that make sense? And and obviously not every movie is like this. There's just very specific people like, um, Mm -hmm. Tiffany's favorite director, uh, Wes Anderson. This is what I, where I jump in and go, I hate the term auteur as just like, of principle it's just a it's such I a pretentious word it really is i yeah. hate it and for me i'm the weird person who went to film school and i like i for the most part pretty much hate all of those like auteur people other than wes anderson i'm glad you named but that was a you know that was a kind of a slow burn over time i just don't like, i just find i find most of those movies to be 100% unenjoyable. 
But like, and that's just yeah. But like me. you look, you look at a Wes Anderson movie, and do you think the grip is the reason that the Wes Anderson movie looks the way a Wes Anderson oh, no. movie 100%. does? You think so? Like, I, I mean, like, come on. Like, at, at a certain level, yes, I understand. There's like a th- like a bunch of people working on these movies, but like, it is, it boils down to one person's vision, yep. and like the the cinematographer wouldn't shoot something like that in sometimes yep. for like this. Like a cinematographer would not shoot a Wes Anderson movie the way that they wanted to. They would shoot it mm-hmm. like Wes Anderson wants yep. you right. to, yep. as opposed to. Um, you don't hire Richard Deacon uh, and then tell him what to do. Right, you hire right. Richard Deacon and say, please make my movie look beautiful, right. Richard Deacon. Who's that? Richard, Richard, um, go. He's, Sorry, I don't know any film people. Okay. Arguably the greatest cinematographer ever to exist. Um, he has done the cinematography for like tons of amazing movies. Uh, Fargo... He did um, Blade Runner twenty forty nine last year. So none of these movies. That he I've he did um, seen. Shawshank Redemption, if I remember correctly. Okay. He's well known for. If you looked at his list of movies, I'm sure you've okay. seen some of them. Okay. He's one of the best cinematographers, definitely in the business right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Some would argue of all time. Okay. Um, it was always like a running joke that he will that his only Oscar will ever be. For lifetime achievement, Roger Deakins. Sorry. Roger, Roger Deakins. Deakins. Yeah, I yeah. Said Richard. Yeah, um, yeah. I knew that you were saying it wrong, and then I just kept going with it. It's fair. Um, I'm just looking at some of these. But like Fargo is the movie he should have won his Oscar for, and he lost. He did Barton Fink. He did yep. Shawshank. He did. He, he Fargo. worked with um, the Coen Brothers a lot. Yes, and, there, and it's another Big Lebowski. Yeah. Oh, brother, where art thou? A lot of Coen Brothers. Beautiful Mind. Yeah. I've seen that movie. Um, he's worked on a lot of Best Picture nominees. Jarhead, No Country for Old Men. Jarhead. And Winners, apparently. Jarhead's a, uh, Doubt. a military movie. Yep. Yep. Revolutionary Road. Yeah. Oh, the cool. Reader. Company Men, True Grit. The remake. Oh, my God. You, like, scrolling through this is yeah. hard because you get to one movie and then, like, the nominated awards column is so big that <laughs> yeah. there's a giant gap between the next one. So like, okay. So, okay. so long story, Skyfall. So long story short, like Skyfall, so Ro- good. like Roger Deakins doesn't fit into auteur theory because he is a specific like a craftsman specific himself yeah. Right. Yeah. as opposed to a Wes Anderson movie. Like, I couldn't right. tell you who the cinematographer in Wes Anderson movies are. I Maybe there is someone famous, but any other director is ev- at all or any yeah. person. I'm really bad at yeah, that. Yeah, because Steven Spielberg doesn't exist. But what I'm saying is on the whole, yeah, like right. if it's not a super, super, super well-known one, right. I don't care. <laughs> not that I don't care. It's that just it's not information that's important to me. It's not yeah. why I go see movies. Exactly, I think. When I'm it, weird. I, I think what it comes down to is there no, are. I a think tour. you're normal. I'm super weird. <laughs> I yeah. think you're normal in that regard. Most people aren't going to movies being like, "Oh, this is my favorite cinematographer. This is my favorite director." Right. Like, I feel in like director my group of is friends, more. I'm D- weird. Director can be more common, but like most people I know are like, "I'm seeing this movie because it looks cool." Like, yeah. and I'm like. Well, the writers are kind of... Uh, <laughs> James well that, Gunn only produced yeah, Brightburn. He yep. didn't actually do well, anything else what, with I it. I mean, like, in my group of friends, right, right, right. it feels weird. In your circle, it in feels weird. In my circle, yeah. film major, teacher of film <laughs> stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, Which I hate always, movies. That's always interested me a lot with it. Because like, yeah. you teach film for a living. In, yeah. Or you teach, I'm more you on teach the video, video stuff production. for a living. Yeah. But, like, as soon as, like, if you try to start talking, like, movie theory or 
you know, like you like shot compositions. I love like shot composition, but and like, I love like that. That's that's like I know like Judd loves like color theory. Mm-hmm. I love no, he loves color theory in Pacific Rim. No, no, don't give no, him that much. But credit. I love. I love shot composition and like mise en scene, like what's in the Ooh. shot and what you know. That's a very I, pretentious that, word. That, that's almost as pretentious as I tour. know, but I like that's the stuff that I like, like the visuals of it, the cinema. I like yep. cinematography, but again, not enough to be like, who just did? The-? I just like it, mm-hmm. but I don't care about tours. Roger Deakins, watch all the movies eh. he's ever shot. Eh. Just watch um. Eh. Didn't they do um, every frame a painting about him? Probably. I think definitely. they did. They definitely did. Um, just watch that. I he, like every frame. I'm watching them. Yeah. Well, they did every frame painting about cinematography, and they yep. talked about yep. him a lot in it. He's just so good. He is. He's so good. Maybe I should get more into auteur theory because I do like. It's interesting. Yeah. Well, I like. I'm like over here bashing it, but I like learning how. I was just talking about this with like teaching. I like. Taking classes to learn how other people teach, yep. so maybe watching other things and like learning how specific it, people it, do. It's also things, interesting to watch. I guess watch the um, evolution, evolution and trajectory of mm-hmm. somebody. Like yep. watch Wes Anderson from when he started well, to like, have, yeah. and you get up to like Fantastic yeah. Mr. Fox, yep. which yep. is a very interesting case because like he had one hundred percent control yep. in Fantastic Mr. Fox. So like Fantastic like that. Mr. Fox was where I started liking Wes Anderson. Mm-hmm. Everything before that, uh, I was not on board. Which like I, I thought Royal Tenenbaums was okay. I, I agree. I kind of hated Darjeeling Limited and like them, Bottle yeah. Rocket and like everything. Life Aquatic though. Life I, aquatic. I don't like what so Life Aquatic, good. but like Fantastic Mr. Fox, uh, Moonrise, Moonrise Kingdom. Kingdom, Grand Budapest Hotel. Yeah, so these good. are all like perfect movies. And yeah. I'm like, I hated Wes Anderson. And then he made like three movies in a row that I'm just like, I yeah. can't get enough of this shit. I still haven't seen Doggo Island yet. Dog uh, Isle of Dogs. <laughs> Do you almost call it a Doggo Dog Island? Island. Uh, Isle of Dogs is a... Uh, okay. I heard it was fine. It's not the best. It's yeah. not the worst. That's fair. He's doing something else now. I forget. It's like I something. hope it's another live action movie. It's another live action thing. I think it's That's about journalists. It's probably about farting and pooping and yeah. pooping fart, and farting. Fart. Did we answer this question? I think so. Well, I we definitely so. rambled about auteur well, theory. One for of my a while. favorite things to to do, though, um, like to get back to your point where yeah. you were like, "I want to learn more." Yeah. I really like like looking at a certain director, a certain mm-hmm. person that's considered an auteur, and looking at their movies and seeing like what's in common. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. like Christopher Nolan almost always uses the same cinematographer, mm-hmm. Wally Pfister. So it's really interesting watching he made one movie without wally fister and you're like okay how does this look different like how is this one different because he's been using the same cinematographer for so long and the the same thing with like Mm -hmm. quentin tarantino you use the same editor for every movie and you get really well known for your editing like what's gonna happen in your next movie Mm -hmm. like it's that's one of the cool things for me and seeing like seeing like directors and writers that work together or directors and and uh composers that work together mm-hmm. all the yeah. time yep. and seeing how their movies feel different if they're composed by a different person like tim burton and uh danny elfman work together yeah. all the time yep. and then like what's star wars gonna look like once john williams yep, leaves exactly like, yeah. that's just like fascinating some things are synonymous with like composers or mm-hmm. editors or cinematographers or things like that and that that's that's a cool thing to me mm-hmm. i really like that's not huh. quite auteur theory yeah. but but it, then you have somebody like um Alfonso Cuaron, yeah. who wrote, shot, edited, directed mm-hmm. um, Roma. Too, I yep. think that's doing like, too much. Yeah. What? I think that's doing too much. I think that's almost putting 
too much of yourself in it and almost not trusting other people to do it for I, you. I guess. But at the same time, it's way. also like really like low budget and really like kind of. Yeah, because um, I'm also one of those people that if I I would do that, I would shoot edit direct. You know what I mean? I, I feel like it, if it was me. my thing, I feel like I would have a lot of ownership right. over was, it. And it just, it's just easier. You, you know what you want. Yeah. You know what you want it to look like. You know what you want it to sound like. And you don't have to explain it to somebody else. So That's that what I was sense. literally complaining about because I, I, I shoot um, movies at oh, work. Yeah, yeah. And I when I was at my old job, I was the talent doing the removal stuff. Mm -hmm. And now I have other people doing it for me at my new job. And I'm like, motherfucker, get your hand out of the shot. Like it's harder, like instructing other people. Like it's just solid. I was just thinking too, talking about Alex, we're talking about people who work together all the time. I sometimes think that takes me out of things. I'm like, Oh, it's another Tim Burton, Danny Elfman. You know, like it almost like, I'm like, Oh, the usual suspects or like when a Johnny dir- Depp's in this Tim Burton. Movie. Well, that's what I was going to say. When the same directors have the same people in their movies, mm-hmm. I'm like, well, well, you know what I mean? It's like, Oh, everybody's hanging out on the set. And then on, on the other hand, I'm like, that's cool. They're all friends. They're all working See, together. So I, I go both ways. Yeah. I feel like it definitely goes both ways yeah. because you can be like, Oh, Tim Burton's working with Johnny Depp again and roll your eyes. But you can be like, Martin Scorsese's working with Leonardo exactly. DiCaprio again, and you can be like boner. Yeah, it, like it. It goes. It goes both, both ways. ways. Yeah, like yeah. aces yeah. in poker. Now is is Scorsese not tour? Yeah. Okay. So hundred percent. It's just interesting. Yeah. I just feel so uneducated. Is on Tim Burton an auteur? <laughs> I would, Tim Burton's a hack. I, I'm just kidding. No, that's a good one. And and are these people auteurs because they're good at what they do or are they good at what they do because other people, t- you know what I mean? What's, why are they considered auteurs? Tim Burton was an auteur as far as I'm concerned. He has was. such a distinct style and such yeah. a distinct way of doing but stuff. And then he got complacent. I but agree. is that what makes somebody an auteur that they have a style and they're always improving on it or what, what would you like? I, I think, that auteur, look yeah. like? I think auteur, I mean, I don't really know what yeah. the, the strict definition of it, but to me, it means if I look at like one shot of your movie or mm-hmm. like a scene from mm-hmm. your movie, I can tell that it's your movie. Mm-hmm. It usually means it doesn't necessarily yeah. mean visual style, mm-hmm. but it could mean the way it's edited, yep. the yep. way it's shot, the the like way shots are composed, mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. like the way the score fits in. Like, okay. There's all these things like watching one the, scene from a movie. The film language. Yeah. Film language. Okay. That's a good. Um, I didn't go to college for this shit. So <laughs> I like talking about film That's language. Fair. I just uh, don't like talking about specific people. I like the science behind some of that stuff right. or the theory behind it. But right. I don't like being like, oh, this person is the best of the best. Because I think that stuff is so subjective. I could That's not fair. give a shit about Martin Scorsese. Sorry. Like, I don't like any of those movies mm-hmm. or care to see any of those movies. So to me. Have you, you seen Hugo? No, it's so good. but like to me, that's not an auteur or the Coen <laughs> brothers. I'm like, I couldn't care less, but they're definitely not, like, I don't think you can argue but, they're but, not auteurs. But when people use the word auteur, like. it sometimes comes with this, like, they're the best of the best. They're the best at what they do. Everybody should love their, their okay. renowned. Like, I'm not saying that's what the definition is, but sometimes yeah. that's the connotation. I behind see what you're it. saying. Yeah. So they're yeah. an auteur because they have a unique style. They have, you know, all of these things. It's, it's their own thing. But I think some people are like, well, they're the best. Every film school person is like, oh, Quentin Tarantino. And I'm like, I think these movies are not for me and I would never watch one and I don't care. So Mm -hmm. in my mind, I'm like, why are you an auteur? Like, you don't, your stuff to me isn't the best of the best. I see what you're saying. Yeah, it's a subjective thing. So that's why I think I have a hard time. 
yeah, with I, it. I think it there's definitely like the implication of goodness with the term auteur, mm-hmm. but I, yeah. I don't, that's not the way I yeah. look at it. Like, I think auteurship has to do with being recognizable mm-hmm. for something. For something. I think it also has to do with the amount of control that you can, that yeah. you command. Yeah. Over. The amount of yeah. gravitas that you carry with your name. Exactly. <laughs> Basically. That, that's yeah. part of it. As opposed to like, I, I wouldn't consider Spielberg an auteur. Um, I think like there was a point in time okay. that he was maybe, but like his movies definitely have like a style. Yeah. But I don't like consider yeah. him yeah. like the I don't know like the War of the Worlds. It just it his style is like big blockbuster. Yeah, yeah. And maybe he like because he's the one who created that style. It's mm-hmm. just something that I can't recognize because it's been aped so much. Yeah. But like I don't know. That's it's interesting. interesting to me. It's just interesting. Like auteur doesn't necessarily mean best. No, it doesn't yeah. mean best. Doesn't mean good. It just and means I, distinct as far yeah. as I'm I concerned. just feel like sometimes the people that would use the word auteur would like use it as a, a synonym for best. Well, I think a lot of times people get caught up in that, and like yeah. they, they mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. Yes, I agree it's with interesting. You. It's just an interesting thing. Okay. Cool. So I hope we uh, satisfact to your satisfaction described auteur theory and why. <laughs> We think Welcome to the idea. No Refunds podcast, where we've become very intellectual. <sighs> Hardly. We've be- we, we think we've we, become yeah. very intellectual. We think we're auteurs. <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> oh, I don't. All right, so we have another email. Um, this one comes from Peter. Is this one easier to answer? No, it's not. <laughs> There's two questions in this one. God damn it. Hi, guys. Loved the loud discussion on Endgame and Game of Thrones. After a great deal of criticism, you mentioned that you still liked Endgame, and this got me thinking. I didn't like it. I did. The Garbage Men. <laughs> Sorry. That has nothing to do with the Sorry. movie. Sorry, continue. <laughs> okay, uh, uh, b- before we go on, I don't on, want I would words like, put into my mouth. I would like to make a public apology to anyone whose eardrums I ruptured. <laughs> oh, I would actually like to. Sorry, thank you for that. I would like to make a public apology because they listened to our, our podcast to the Duffer Brothers. Oh. Um, <laughs> I actually meant, I, I did this on Alex's stream. Um, I call them hacks and frauds. And uh. while that might not be entirely true, um, because I we were oh, talking about the Stranger their, Things lawsuit, the Stranger yeah. lawsuit, and um, after we recorded, it came out that the lawsuit has been settled outside of court. Um, the person who brought forth the lawsuit has seen proof that the Duffer Brothers did have their own original idea yeah. prior to this person telling them stuff. So the lawsuit was dropped. Um, so the, the Duffer Brothers did not steal at least season one's idea. <laughs> I still think that season two sucked. Yep. Moving forward. Okay. Mildly. Yes. Thanks right. for listening, Duffer Brothers. Yes. yes. Thank you. Sorry. <laughs> Num- sorry. Number, number one fan. Sorry that about your so eardrums. That was so funny. They're like our age, Duffer Brothers. Are they really? Yours and mine, Tiffany. Alex yeah, is going be... to be 30 this year, so he's going to join the ranks of us. You tell me, Mr. 30-year-old. Yeah, well, no one's throwing me a surprise party for my 30th birthday. No one threw me a surprise party for my 30th birthday either. Okay. Well, I'll hope for my 31st. Maybe my 32nd. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Yeah. Because okay, moving on. Um, so Peter continues. So, like you were saying, after a great deal of criticism, you mentioned that you still liked Endgame, and this got me thinking. Have you noticed how t- how different TV and movies are today compared to decades ago? I've observed that generally speaking, the quality has dramatically improved, due in no small part to technological advances. Yet we still heavily critique new movies more than we would critique something from a while back. When it comes to critiquing, is there a sliding scale based on when the movie came out? Are audiences more critical now than they used to be? Are we demanding more complex and intense plots than in the past? My second prompt 
uh, why don't we answer that first one? Um, okay. So, long story short, uh, is there a sliding scale based on when movies comes out? Are audiences more critical now than they used to be? Are we demanding more complex and intense plots than in the past? How do you guys feel about that? I'm going to let someone mm-hmm. else tackle this first. Tiffany, do you have Some of this is weird. Some of it, I think, is based on nostalgia. Okay. Like, like I cut things. And we've talked about this before. I will cut things slack, things that I've seen as a kid. Mm-hmm. The Goonies. Whoa. The Goonies is, ama- Goonies is amazing. But, like, things that you see as a kid... I think like I think that's why our generation is like obsessed with like Space Jam is a thing because like Space Jam is a terrible movie. Space Jam is the greatest movie ever. <laughs> but it's made. a terrible. But it's a terrible, it's a, movie. Oh, it's a terrible movie. But I cut that so much slack and I love it because it's nostalgic. So, mm-hmm. so, and it's weird. I'm just trying to like verbalize this. Uh-huh. So most of the people, or not most of, but I think a lot of people who are consuming media are people of our generation. Mm-hmm people who have grown up with the internet and access to the internet and access to all types of things. So it's maybe some sort of like overload, like you've experienced good things and you have access to all these good things and you just want things that are better and, and more exciting and more in depth and more complex Mm -hmm. because I think you're, I I think you're close to that. I I think there's a couple of things. It's hard. So so I think that like a lot of the older movies, um, if you, if this was 1970 and you went and you saw a bad movie, Mm -hmm. how would you tell anyone? Right. You would tell your friends at work. You would, you would tell your friends at at a party maybe, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. you didn't have like a Facebook where you could just put something on blast for Mm -hmm. a bunch of random strangers to now friends of friends to come in and have a a dialogue about a movie that you've seen good or bad. Because then, and when that happens, oh, my Facebook friends saw this movie and they said it was great. Exactly. And, and it's just, now so, it's, yeah. So I think there's that. There's, there's more avenues of discussion now. And also I think that when we're looking at movies that are coming out now, we can only view it from a current lens. Yep. I don't know all the movies that came out in 1970 that were torn apart um, by the critics in the newspapers mm-hmm. because nobody talks about those movies yep, anymore. Yep. We only talk about the Jawses from there from that era or the Halloween. We only talk about like the popular movies that have stood the test of time versus I'm sure there are a ton of yeah. garbage movies that came out back then. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and like Jaws and, and Halloween. I will stab you. <laughs> uh, but like, so I, I think that's kind of the twofold reason yeah. as to why we see all the negativity so much. There's just mm-hmm. more avenues for us to discuss it. And and we're living it. Exactly. We're living yeah. it. We, we can't, like, I don't know, like, maybe your parents went to go see a movie in 1975 that totally sucked. And they're just not going to talk about it because why would they? Well, and I mean, bad. the other thing, too, and it's maybe because I'm in this world and I'm surrounded by people that love movies and talk about movies and teach film and all of this stuff. I just feel like at least in my circle, everybody is more educated on film and storytelling and people are reading more. And again, going back to there's, there's more media to consume, but like, I think people have a better idea of what a good story is versus, you know, what's, what's not a good story. I don't know how to read. (laughs) Yes and no, because then there are people that are like, oh, Ted 2 is my favorite movie. So it's like, but I just feel like the average person... I don't... Well, Well, I don't know. Yes and no. At least with the internet, you have... There's ways of 
interacting with other people who either have similar ideas or are educated about these I was things. Say, and so you can group together as opposed to before. Yeah. Maybe you're the only person in your extended group of friends who likes movies mm-hmm. in well, 1950 or whatever. Like, and even that, there's more ways to educate yourself if you like movies you can go on youtube and learn how to make a movie or learn why this movie is good or why this movie is bad because somebody's probably done a breakdown of it Mm -hmm. of why this was a good story or why this was a a bullshit story or why the lighting was so great or why or why the last season of game of thrones was awful but you know what i mean there's there's ways (laughs) for people to if they're interested in it there's ways for people to go, yep. oh, I never thought about that in that. Because, I mean, I've done that. Like, oh, a movie I've seen a dozen times and you watch a YouTube video and somebody else's perspective, you go, mm-hmm. huh, yep. never thought of that. So I just think there are more ways for people to to educate themselves about media Which and is, stories. That's awesome. And that's why we need more perspectives yeah. on yeah. things. Because, you know, my perspective is one thing mm-hmm. where you could, you could be seeing, you could be interpreting a scene an yep. entirely different way. Yep. And yep. I think everyone only benefits from that type of stuff. Does yeah. this make sense? Do you think we, Alex? Do you you've been yeah? You both quiet. touched on yeah. both of the things that I wanted to mention. It's the accessibility, I think, is one thing. Like when we have so much accessibility to mm-hmm. film in general, like through Hulu, Amazon Prime, yeah. Netflix, yeah. blah 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 blah. We we now do our research before we even go to watch a movie. We're mm-hmm. like, did this get good reviews? And like, yeah. so at that yeah. point, we're like, okay. I'll probably like this movie and then I'll watch it and then I'll be hypercritical of it because mm-hmm. a, I already have an idea in my mind of how good it should be because I've seen a review of it. Mm-hmm. And then I can be like, Oh, well this wasn't as good as the reviews made it sound, or this was way better yep. than the review. So like yep. the fact that we, a have infinite accessibility to movies in general and B have the community of the internet to be able mm-hmm. to yeah. just be like, like I can, just download so much knowledge about movies that I've never fucking seen (laughs) and be like, yeah, that movie's terrible. And here's why. And I've never seen it. And I I hate when people do that. I hate when people do that. I know. Um, but sometimes I'll, I'll like read a review and be like, man, I need to watch that movie because (laughs) of how bad it sounds. And I've done that. And I've been like, yes, that movie was just as bad as everyone said. And now I, now I can, but like, um, the other thing that you were talking about, uh, about just like the day and age that we're, we, we're living in mm-hmm. and that, that makes sense. So yes, you both touched on the two <laughs> points that I wanted to talk about. Nice. The That's other, why I wanted you guys to go first. Oh, the other thing I was going to say to you talking about this day and age and, and time, I feel like prior to our generation, like people, and again, it's talking about consumption and, and access to things, but people, that's like so frivolous. What a frivolous way to spend your money and your time going to see a movie. Like think of our parents and, and like, like what hobbies do they have? You know what I mean? It's like that wasn't part of the culture as much as it is now. Well, but I mean, a movie comes out and everybody's like, oh, you have to go see it. It's an event. Game of Thrones. You have to see it. And like, I don't know if that stuff. And I mean, I didn't live it, but I don't know if that was if that happened as much it, i think it, it was fewer it was it, yeah. it didn't happen as frequently but it was still yeah. a big deal to go to the movies and like see the the big movie like if everyone started talking about it that's why like opening weekend didn't really matter it was all about yeah. like the life of a movie because yeah. a movie would come out and people would start it and then it was movies all about word of mouth and they used to play for months but it was like really it, but movies were all about like escapism okay and it was like okay. an, it was 
a reason to get out and like not have to think about how shitty the world is right now. It's like we're in Vietnam. Let's go see a movie because that sucks. I just think of I just think of how that generation and that time is portrayed, and I think of like my own parents or grandparents, and it's just like, what do you know? They don't know media. Yeah. They don't know it. They're just like, oh, I saw Jaws. It was cool. Or I remember going to see whatever. And, and like, that's it. They have no, like, oh, it was a great story. It was this great yeah, story. Yeah, about- I never hear any, like, my parents talking about, like, story or characters. The only person I hear is my dad. Oh, it's a great story about blah, 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 blah. Or this character is really great. So my dad is an exception to that. Yeah. But most people are like, yeah, we saw this movie. And that's it. My, my dad can usually tell me what drugs he was on when he saw the movie. <laughs> He'd be different. like, I dropped LSD and went and saw 2001 A Space Odyssey. And I'm like, cool. But cool it's a then. different experience. People weren't going to see things because of they were going to see things word of mouth. But yeah, right. I don't know if people are going, oh, it's a great story. Right. They're right. like, oh, you have to see it. It's a spectacle. It's a scary movie. It's Jaws. But I don't know if people were talking about the same things that people are talking about now. Character development. And I... I if Game of Thrones came out in the 70s, I don't think people would be having discussions about Jamie Lannister well, and, and why his character is bad. You know, I don't yeah, know. If you're that, right. I don't know if that type that type of conversation would have happened. Well, there's also mm. kind of what Peter touched on where like if you like go to like the 50s and you look at like the 50s horror movies, they're all like people in like shitty rubber suits, like mm-hmm. stomping around Godzilla style. Scary, on things. Though, but that time. was scary. But like stuff like that is like interesting to me to look at something like that and like was this actually perceived as good back in the mm-hmm. day or was it something that teenagers went to to make out yeah. in the backseat of their cars yeah. at the drive-in the ring like I, what about the ring what no i never made out in the ring in the rain in the, the ring the ring okay. i went to see the ring to make out with my girlfriend oh okay so there you go. Like, a dead horse or a horse gets thrown bad off movie. of the ship. It jumps off the ship. Bad oh, movie. Okay. Really? I liked it. Remember when we saw it at um Sebago? <laughs> and it was actually pretty good. It was so weird. It was weird. It's a fine movie. I liked it. I liked the imagery in it. Mm-hmm. I liked the some of the cinematography was very beautiful. All the movies that I went to see in like eighth and ninth grade, we're all terrible. Too. All just to make out. Fair. And we're not talking about the stories from those movies. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. duplex. The- Oh, wait, is that like uh, Ben Stiller? Yep. Okay. And And Drew Barrymore? That sounds right. Yeah. I don't know. Bam. Never seen it. Terrible movie. (laughs) So so there still are bad movies out there. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh yeah, Brightburn? Yeah, but I guarantee you there are movies from back then that had good story and characters. Let's look at like The Graduate. I, know, like, I don't know when that came that, out. Yeah. My father has talked about that movie constantly about being one of his favorite movies. Plastic. Plastic. Um, um, American Graffiti. Uh, yeah, American Graffiti. Yeah, that's, a, no, yeah, yeah, that's a good movie, though. It's another movie your dad talks about all the time. There's Lucas being an auteur. American uh, Graffiti is great. It is. Lucas isn't an auteur. He's no. not. He's What's not. the second part of this question? Sorry to jump yes. ahead. Yes, um, so that's the first part. Something, 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 books. Fart, 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 fart. Fart, 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 fart. My eyes are so itchy. My second... <laughs> that's what he was saying. Why are <laughs> Tiffany's eyes so itchy? Um, my second... late at night, she gets, like, really bad allergies. I do. She does. She gets night allergies. I do. I don't know if you've ever, like, heard... You can, like, hear her progressively get more stuffed up and, like, congested as these episodes go on. Alex we always because he's my best friend. Yep. BFFs. Yeah. I, okay, fine. Um, <laughs> Peter says, my second prompt is about works of fiction more generally. My question is, what do you look for in a work of fiction? Uh, what makes it good? Is it about plot or character development or something else? Do you judge them differently depending on the medium, i.e. judging a book differently than a movie? Love the podcast. Keep having fun. Peter. 
Tiffany has raised her hand. I have. Th- I just mine super quick because I've already talked about this before. It could be the most garbage shot, edited, produced, whatever movie. If your story, if your media or your book or whatever has good characters, I'm in. If you have character arcs and characters that start somewhere and end somewhere else, whether that's a good arc or a bad arc, there's some sort of growth and change and development and they don't even have to be even necessarily likable. Like there are some really great villains. Like if you have good characters and good solid, like you know your characters know who they are, I'm in. That mm. that that's how I judge things. I cut things a lot of slack in other departments if they have good characters and character development. For, that seems legit. For me, it's all about story. <laughs> mm-hmm. As long as the story keeps me like interested and and keeps me engaged, I'm all on board. Like, I'm the way I look at it is like uh, I mostly consume movies that's yeah. mostly yeah. my medium of choice mm-hmm. uh, or television which are very similar mediums uh, mm-hmm. especially nowadays um so when i consume something i want something with a really good story first and foremost i there are plenty of great character pieces that i watch that it's just like the story doesn't matter it's really just about watching this character develop and that can be great sometimes but most of the time i'm left kind of bored mm-hmm. I think first and foremost, I need a good story. Then I need good characters. It. I don't think characters alone can can drive me long enough to get invested in whatever's happening. That's super interesting because, like, while you were talking about that, I'm thinking of movies we watched in film school, and I forget what the the genre is called. What is it called? You're thinking of um, Italian neorealism. Yes, where they're literally movies. I'm not even joking. They're literally Umberto D is the yes. one that comes to mind, yep. but it's literally movies about nothing Mm -hmm. it's just a day in the life it's about everyday stuff it's Mm. and that to me is like that would bore the shit out of you but that to me is like oh my god this is so great because it's just like this person i want to hang out with him or i feel bad for him or i'm going along with his day and i love that stuff that's why i don't like like slice of life anime Yeah, I don't like slice of life stuff. You know what I think it comes down to for me? I I think it actually has to do a lot with um, genre, Hmm. first and foremost for me, um, because I tend to enjoy more like horror movie stuff and things of like that nature. But outside of that, I like things with good theming. Mm -hmm. Um, I I enjoy when there's something below the surface of Mm -hmm. what you're watching other than just like... Um, you know, these two people fell in love and now they're not in love anymore. Mm-hmm. Like if they're, if oh, is that, that our that's story? A, dude, I love rom-coms. <laughs> Some rom-coms can be really good. I love all of them. Some can be good, but I, I also, I like that type of stuff. Also, I enjoy, I do enjoy really good characters. Um, mm-hmm. Like, um, I'm just thinking of uh, like Manchester by the Sea. Yeah. Like the story of Manchester by the Sea was a little bit superficial, but it's yeah. mostly about a character study of this man whose life has fallen apart. I agree. You need to figure out why it fell apart. And like, Mm -hmm. so I guess character and like good acting for me, like specifically in that, that moment, those two kind of go hand in hand. They they tend to, I I agree. Shitty acting. You can't have good characters. I think you can have great acting with terrible characters. You can, you can definitely star Wars. Yeah. Natalie. I'm thinking of specifically of like Natalie Portman. Oh, poor Natalie Portman. I know. 
But like, I, I think then that comes down to the a medium um, issue because yeah. like you can have uh, by medium I mean not like high low medium. I'm talking about like book versus <laughs> oh, film. Oh, I thought you meant like me. Yeah. Oh, okay. Haha. <laughs> no, because like you can have. You can't have acting in, in a mm-hmm. book. Like, it, that's all internal stuff. You can have, like, yep. ri- the written dialogue of, of what's there, but you're the person who is now portraying what what that is. So, in that case, like, character is all about the action and writing. Well, act, character is action. That's Sorry. the thing. I 100% experienced this with Hunger Games. Because I saw the first Hunger Games movie, mm-hmm. and then that inspired me to read the books. But I like Katniss so much more in the books than I do in the movies. Oh, I hate her so much more in the books. I love her in the books, girl. but I'm reading oh. her as like, I put myself into mm. it or I'm imagining mm-hmm. like, cause it's written in the first person. Yeah. I see. That's loved, why I hate it because loved her so I'm much in her head and I'm like, you're the fucking worst. I, I hate you with all my loved heart. Her so much in the books <laughs> and the movies were, I never actually saw the last movie and movies are fine. the last movie is no, no. The last movie's, fine ish the third movie yeah, is one of the worst movies yeah. i've ever sat through yeah um but what i experienced I, what did i want to say no i got this we're talking about medium i'm gonna remember gonna remember remembering Fuck. things is what you're gonna do we were talking about oh okay i was gonna ask you guys a question am i the only person that when i'm reading a book i cast the movie while i'm reading it so I actually imagine real people playing the parts. I do not do that. Okay. I do the weird thing where I basically put myself or other people I know into oh. those roles. Oh, see, whenever I'm reading it, I'm just like, oh, that description kind of sounds like Matthew McConaughey or, or someone. And then mm-hmm. for the rest of the book, that person is Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> no, I don't. I do that I, sometimes. I don't think I do that. I think I might just have a really like serial killer like way of doing this. I'm just reading words. Like I never like imagine huh. a person oh, behind it that's weird. or anything. Like it's it's just I'm reading a story. I, I have always no, I have no visual. I always to it. picture what I'm reading, and I think that's one of the reasons yeah. I read slowly because I'm a slow reader. Sense. I read really slowly. I have to go back and read and, and reread. I stuff always picture. I always have an image in my head mm-hmm. when I'm reading a book. I gave up trying. I think I like legitimately made a very like specific conscious choice to stop doing that after reading Harry Potter and then watching mm. the first Harry Potter movie. Interesting. Um, because the way I was, I think the way I was picturing Harry in general was um, how he was on the the book cover mm-hmm. because that's just yeah. you know yep. what the visual I had. But I was with the way they were describing the stairways in in the um, yeah. in the castle. Mm-hmm were stairways that went up and they would just move. Mm-hmm. And so I was picturing it being like this long base hallway, like where like all of like, so you, you would go into the, the building and there'd just be this long hallway with a bunch of stairways going up off of the hallway. And those stairways would then just kind of shift back and forth um, huh. to, to different. And it was like, it, it was the stupidest vision in my head because they were calling it a castle and like then once yeah. i saw the movie and i was like oh my god i felt so dumb i was like that's of course of course that's what they meant so i just like gave up after oh, that wow that's, that's the most depressing story i've heard today we've heard a bad a lot of bad stories today huh? that's sad. i don't know we were talking about other things that were maybe not depressing they were that's more the funny. most depressing story i've heard today. that's fair and i think you know i i guess sometimes i imagine it but I, I honestly couldn't. I don't read that much anymore, so I really couldn't tell you. Okay. I don't remember the last book I read. 
I know I'm really bad. You I started like reading read. Strange Weather with I th- me. I was gonna say I think it was the first story in Strange Weather. That book's really good. The first story was very good. You should finish it. I should. That's why I do a lot of graphic novels now because I'm not a very yeah. imaginative boy. I did books on tape for a little bit, and I feel like maybe I don't picture myself, but I always picture myself in the scene. Like I read, uh, I listened to The Alchemist on, on, my app on my in the car, and I just picture myself watching it happen. You're like just I'm like a bystander. You're an invisible character yeah, just standing in the corner. That's just always watching. how I do that's it. That's pretty cool. Just like watching two people I've, fuck and you're just like, what? But I've always read like that or <laughs> listen, like if I listen to things, I always put myself like in the scene. In the scene. It's so just watching. It's so interesting yeah. to talk about this because each I, of us does it a different way. It's super weird. Well, I think it depends I on like what's that. being described. Like if, if, um, so speaking of Joe Hill, um, in Heart Shape Box, not Heart Shape Box. In um, 20th Century's Ghosts, there's, uh, I think it's called Best New Horror is the name of the short, where it's this guy who goes to this house, and in the house he finds a writer who's, like, writing horror stories, and um, there's, like, somebody there who, like, starts to chase him. Oh, yeah, that's the the one about the guy who... Yeah, yeah, yeah. He finds the short story that's about, like, someone being tortured or something yeah. and, like, really weird. And everyone's like, this is so creepy. It's, like, the best writer ever. Blah, yeah, and then he goes to the guy's house. And, and yep. the guy, like, tends to And it gets to, real. Yeah, it gets real. Real shit. In that one, like, because Joe Hill was describing the character going through the house and what he was seeing in the mm-hmm. house, that made it really easy for me to then visualize. But yeah. if it's just, like... We went to a coffee shop and we sat there and talked. That is not something that I would then visualize. I 100% picture every coffee shop I've ever been in and think about what I would want that space to look like. Yeah. To so me, you, at that point, it just becomes words. You literally <laughs> just 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 said that, and I immediately started picturing a, a coffee, coffee shop, shop. and I like I pictured thing. like people sitting there talking. Chalkboard menu on the wall and yeah. the counter and like. Yeah, see now, now that you're describing that, I'm there. But what it smells like, <laughs> what it sounds like, like the chattering. What like does I it can... smell like? Let's start. A, let's write a story. Okay, so <laughs> Tiffany and Alex are at a coffee shop. And this is so interesting because I never think of myself as somebody who like comes up with ideas or is super creative, but I put myself in all of that stuff, mm-hmm. which is interesting. It is. Huh. I feel like we've gone off the question. No, I like it. This, this is. I'm, I'm having fun. This is great. Deep. Yeah. So I, I think, I don't know. I like good stories, I guess, is what it comes down to. I know I said theming and, and genre. But, but that's part of a story. I, yeah, I guess that's true. Like, I like being scared. I, I like... Mm-hmm. One of the things I, that I didn't touch on, one of the things that really draws me into a movie is good world building. Mm-hmm. Because I would say, like, my two favorite genres are sci-fi and horror. Mm-hmm. And those are two genres that are really make or break on your world building. Yeah. If you can set up your world and give me something that, like, works in terms of like horror is usually something mm-hmm. something weird going on and you like have to make it make sense that something weird is going yeah. on and sci-fi is usually in the future and or in some alternate timeline and like world building is huge for me that, and fantasy is the same way that makes sense but going back to peter's earlier point where he was talking about people um being more critical about movies mm-hmm. i feel like nowadays everyone's a lot more overly critical about like the sci-fi genre mm-hmm. because everyone is a backseat scientist and is like yeah. that's not how solar winds work mm-hmm. so oh. when they used the, the, the solar sails in this movie mm-hmm. that, that wouldn't have worked and it's like right. things like that that i I don't know how that type of stuff yeah. works. So when I'm watching it in the moment, it doesn't fucking matter to me right. that the science behind what I'm watching isn't real. Do you, do you think it makes things more impressive when they pass the scientist test? 
Yes, I do. So, like, Interstellar is one of those movies that, like, every scientist went and saw and was like, yeah, like, no, that, that, that's, that's legit. That's very <laughs> impressive to me. I, I don't know, because I think it's impressive that someone would come up with a way that something would work in their world, right. as long as they can stick to it and they can explain why it works right. in their world. Right. I'm on board with well, world, think, world building. I think the difference between <laughs> science fiction and science fantasy in that in that sense. Okay. But, but okay. At, at yeah. the same, Star Wars is fantasy. Exactly. Yeah. So Star yeah. Wars, it doesn't matter how that, that how a, light a, speed travel works and well, there's that. But you don't think you understand how many times work. I've like there was times where I was like I want to like make a little short and I was like I'm gonna like take a a spaceship like thing that I find and like I'm gonna design it. And when I was designing my spaceship, I was like, oh, but how is this gonna gonna lift off in mm. atmosphere because like it makes no sense like right. in star trek none of those ships ever land on the earth because they're too big they build them in outer space because yep. they're just too big and i was like no but the millennium falcon just goes bloop, bloop, and it's off like yep. they don't care in, yeah, in something yeah. like star wars so it's just interesting to me things like that are interesting so i hope we've answered your question peter <laughs> if not i hope you've at least enjoyed what we've been talking about <laughs> yeah <laughs> we definitely said things Spurned by your prompt. Yes. Yeah. Both of those prompts, um, both Peter's and Judd's, I think, uh, gave us a lot to talk about there. Yeah. Probably about 45 minutes yep. worth of Stuff End of episode. Yeah. Stuff right. I haven't really thought about. Um, so this has been the last episode of No Refunds. Um, <laughs> I need to done. take my contacts out because my eyes are okay. so Don't itchy. forget to take your vitamins. All right. I'm going to pause three, two, one. And we're back from our break. <laughs> um, Do that because so I coughed. And we're back from our commercial break. I hope you enjoy our sponsors for this episode. Um, we should make up fake commercials. Oh, my God. Come on down to Walter's Wacky Inflatable Walter Man World. You really <laughs> lost me there. <sighs> Alex, what have you been up to? <laughs> I know I want to make fake commercials. Um, Make commercials and send them in to us, everybody, please. We will put them in the podcast. As long as they're not deeply offensive. Well, we can edit them. Yeah, that's true. It'll yeah. just be one long beep. Wait, um, we? I can edit them. I can't do shit. I have... Um, well, you have Audition I, now. I have, yeah. From, from work, I have a laptop now with the full Adobe Creative what? Suite. What? So I can do what I want now. I can do what I want. Okay, so I go to the movies just like I always do. Wait, you do? Yeah, I know. All the time. Um, it's been you a while. Took me. It's been a while since we've really talked about movies, and I've seen a lot of movies, so I'm not going to talk about all of them because that would just take too much time. So, I'm going to touch on the last four that I saw Holy in theaters. Shit. Before you say the last four, what was your favorite movie you saw, and what was your least favorite movie you saw? Of those four, or no, of every movie that you saw since the last since time the we, last time we okay. talked? My favorite movie is Booksmart. Okay, Booksmart. Was amazing, hilarious, exactly what I wanted it to be. It's so good. You would love it. I was going to ask I, if I, 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 I would. You would love it. It's, awesome. it's every person that I've told to go see it has really enjoyed it. Sweet. Except for Kyle for some reason. Kyle's He's an evil man. Kyle's an evil man. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think he's the only one that wasn't like in love with it. But it's a great movie. It's really funny. I've watched it. I went and saw it twice in theaters because I liked it that much. Um, so yeah, Booksmart was my favorite. Okay. My least favorite was Brightburn. <laughs> okay. Um, that movie was terrible and awful and awful and terrible. Did Kyle like it? Uh, Kyle didn't see it because oh, okay. I told him how bad it was. Ooh, I, th I don't think he ever went and saw it. He said he was thinking about it, but he usually goes with um, Maddie, his girlfriend, mm -hmm. fiance, sorry, his fiance, Maddie, and Corey and Jess, who are also engaged now. Yeah, congratulations, yeah, everyone. Yeah. Um, 
and they uh, you, none of the three of them wanted to see it. <laughs> Fair. So Kyle was like, I guess I'm not going to see it. Brightburn was awful. That being said, the last four movies I saw, I remember three of them. Hey, Booksmart was one of them. Okay. So the last one I saw was Men in Black International. Um, you must have literally saw that yesterday or the day before. I literally saw it the day before yesterday. Um, it was good. Like, Chris Hemsworth's funny. Tessa Thompson's great. Oh, good. Um, the movie was good. It's not as good as Men in Black 1 or 3. Okay. But it's okay. much better than Men in Black 2, which okay. I think is uh, Men, dud. That's easy. Like, then I will love it. I, I, I really enjoyed what it was. It was cool. fun, but not great. Okay. And I, I feel like that's really what Men in Black's all about. Do you think there's going to be more based on this cast? Or? I could definitely... I would watch more based on this cast. Cool. Um, so, yeah. It was good. Before that, I saw Rocket Man. That looks good too. Which was amazing. See, it's, I thought that's that a hard looked... R, right? Yeah. I mean, I think so, yeah. When you say hard R, yeah, the the, <laughs> the rating of the movie is a hard R. Um, like they don't shy away from like the drugs and, and they they that don't type of shy stuff. away from anything. I don't. And maybe it's a hard R. I don't remember the rating on it. Honestly, mm. I it's not like you see anyone like you don't see any penetration. <sighs> Because that's NC-17. (laughs) Then what's the point? Um, It was really good. It was basically what Bohemian Rhapsody should have been. That's what I've heard. But failed to be. That makes me really happy because I thought Rocketman looked better than Bohemian Rhapsody. I haven't seen either of them, but... It's it's weird. Based off the trailers, I thought Bohemian Rhapsody looked better, Mm -hmm. but Rocketman was so much better. It was great. Taron Egerton was amazing. I really hope he gets nominations come awards season. If Rami Malek won for... Freddie Mercury, doesn't that automatically mean that Taron Edgerton needs to win for this? I don't know that he needs to win, but he definitely needs to be nominated. He was amazing. The entire cast was amazing. Like, mm-hmm. this movie owned what it was, which was like a ridiculous musical. It, it yeah, was, it was yeah. pretty much just a rock musical. That's awesome. And it was great. Um, before that, I saw Godzilla, God, God of the Monsters, King of, King the, of the, Monsters. the Monsters, which... The Godzilla parts of the movie were great. I've heard it was pretty bad. The effects were great. Like, people fighting and, like, all that shit was great. Yeah, yeah. The characters were fucking awful. Uh, Mostly the dialogue is really what killed that's me. That's too bad. The dialogue was mo- some of the most wooden, Ugh. expositionary, like, dumps that... We're just so bad. But there's a lot more monster fights in this one than there was in the last yeah. one, right? So you can kind of get the, over that? Like, I would say it was a perfectly serviceable movie. Like, okay. it was probably very similar to, like, Men in Black International for me, where, like, it was fun. Mm-hmm. When I walked out of the movie, I wasn't like, man, what the fuck did I just waste mm-hmm. my time watching? I was like, man, I got to watch some badasses fight each other. But overall, it's not like the kind of movie that I would be like, that's the greatest movie I've ever seen. So it's not as good as Godzilla, the last Godzilla, because that movie was great. But this one was fine. Um, I still haven't seen it. I want to. And then before that was Booksmart, which was amazing. Yeah. I think like because Dwight's asked me like three times to go see Godzilla. And I because I've heard and then going back to this previous conversation, because I've heard so many negative things about it. I'm just like, I'm not interested. I want to see it just because I love 
Godzilla. I, and, I and love, like I, I'm I'm yeah. enamored with the idea of the monster verse that they have going on right now. Yeah. And I don't know if this movie is going to set up into Kong, uh, King Kong versus Godzilla, but I'm definitely going to see King Kong versus Godzilla, and so I have to see well, this movie I love in general. Big monsters fighting things. And that's like all this movie is, yeah. from what I understand. Like there's a lot, maybe not all, but there's a lot yeah. more. I want to say Godzilla was only in the first Godzilla, like 2014 yeah. Godzilla for. He was it was like under ten minutes yeah. of like actual on screen yeah. Godzilla time. Yeah. Which is relatively standard, especially for like if Godzilla's the bad guy. Yeah, like yeah, he's yeah. usually like yeah. a weird force of nature. Right. Whereas in this one, he's more the hero. From what I can gather from the trailers, he's <clears throat> more the hero, like fighting the other monsters who are the destructive forces of nature. So all out attack. Yes, they are. Well, that's Godzilla, King Mothra, Ghidorah, or Godzilla, Mothra, King Ghidorah, Giant Monsters All Out Attack, which is one of the best movies in the world. Not true, but it's a very good Godzilla <laughs> it, movie. It's an auteur movie. <laughs> I disagree, but sure. It's a Godzilla movie, which is a style in and of itself. Alex is face right now. He is trying to parse what we are saying. I can't see it because my eyes are so itchy. My eyes are closed. It's amazing. Don't open your eyes. Okay. Top 10 thing. Um, <laughs> you guys are the worst. Uh, um, Agreed. I want to see it. I, I still need to see it. I've been meaning to see it like three times. I was like, I'm going to go see it. And Tiffany's like, no. So I'm just going to go see it by myself. I think is what it comes down and to. And I'll watch it when we buy it. When I buy it on Blu-ray. Yeah. Um. So that's all the movies I've uh, okay, cool. watched in the last, let's say, month. Mm -hmm. Movies are cool. So... Tiffany, what have you been up to? Anything what, fun? What am I supposed to talk about? I don't know what you want to talk about. You can talk, to talk about, about Animal watching. Crossing. You can talk about a game you're excited about. Well, you, TV um, show and Animal okay. Crossing, Well, I just right? didn't know what, what... those are the two things? Sometimes, like, Dwight and I are very in sync, but sometimes I'm like, what do you want me to talk about? Whatever um, you want to talk about. Okay. I'm just throwing stuff um, I have stuff I can talk about. But. I'm going to throw this out there. Um, I'm sorry to everyone uh, for saying I hate anime. I don't know if I've ever talked about how much I hate anime. <laughs> on okay. this podcast because i do hate i don't hate anime but i don't like it uh but we've all heard me gush about avatar which is technically not an anime but it's like correct it's like anime light it's anime inspired anime inspired um so i'm watching alex's favorite show i'm watching Sorry. my first anime what anime are you watching i'm watching with dwight we're watching full metal alchemist brotherhood and it is real fucking good. <laughs> what is Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood? Um, don't make me explain it. So Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, <laughs> um, in the, I want to say it was like early 2000s, there was a TV show, uh, anime, called Full Metal Alchemist, which was based on the manga of the same name. Uh, it ran for about 50 episodes, uh, or like I said, early 2000s. Um, the issue with this series is... Um, surpassed the manga and then they just went off and did their own thing mm -hmm. um so like game of thrones like yeah exactly it's just it was very game of thrones <laughs> um so the this the anime told its own story uh wrapped up how it thought it was going to go and ended and everybody really liked it it was, it was a very well received anime um 10 years later the manga finishes. It was a very slow burn manga. You like said it was manga and then manga. Manga, manga. Technic the technical pronunciation manga. is manga. I, I know. I, I'm, I'm a dumb, dumb English man, so I it goes. <laughs> I say manga, as well. Sorry, I didn't mean to pick you. It's okay. No, totally fine. Um, so the the manga finished, and they decided to reanimate the show, mm -hmm. which is which happens from time to time. Um, one of my other favorite shows, uh, Hunter Hunter. 
Hunter x Hunter has actually been animated twice as well. Once in the, once in the nineties and then once in the, uh, like 2010s. Uh, and that, manga is still going on so the other anime finished and it's still not done so i hope they go back and do it again at some point because it's amazing um anyways so full metal alchemist brotherhood is the show that they created after the manga finished Mm -hmm. and so this is the complete and full story of full metal alchemist which is a story about two brothers uh who live in a a world (laughs) two brothers in a van and then a meteor hits uh two brothers who live in a world where um there's this magic called alchemy um which is based off of science so it's like a mixture of science and magic where it has to do with the law of equivalent exchange so um, something so in order for them to do their quote unquote magic spells they have to sacrifice something to gain something so if if somebody like summons a staff out of the ground you watch the ground kind of dimple as like the material is being drawn yeah. up mm-hmm. into the staff it's, is that equivalent exchange it's also like there's like a, a scientific theory like energy is neither created nor destroyed correct yes it's just it's constant there's a yeah yeah so that's an interesting sorry yeah so like when the big bang happened that was all the amount of energy yep. ever blah 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 yeah, type yeah, of yeah, stuff. Yeah. so um um, that's it. So it's about these these two brothers who um, committed the ultimate taboo of alchemy at one point, and they tried to tra- they tried to um, yeah, transmute, transmute a human life, and by doing that, uh, one of the brothers his body was completely obliterated, and the other one lost his leg, and then but no, uh, he then. The, the one oh, who lost yeah, yeah. his leg then sacrifices his arm to transmute his brother's soul into a giant suit of armor. Mm-hmm. So one is a, a kid walking, like a 13-year-old boy walking around in a giant <laughs> suit of armor. And the other one is a, another 15-year-old kid who has a metal arm and a metal leg. That's why they call him the Full Metal, metal Alchemist. Alchemist. And it is all about their journey to retrieve their bodies back. They're like on an arc of redemption well, and all the other stuff that's happening. There's, there's all this other political stuff and there was like this civil war that happened. And then there's like this underground like government testing and government alchemy going on and all this weird mm-hmm. shit. Yeah, as it's they're heavy. as they're trying to get their bodies back, they start uncovering all this other shit, and so like it's there's like three or four different plot lines going yeah. on right now. It's a lot. All very interesting. Um, I'm also enjoying it very much. Tell I me, love how it. do you feel about it? You're not a big anime I'm, person. What what about this show is making you enjoy it, or why do you want to keep on watching? And it? I'm gonna go back to my previous. Sorry, my eyes. I'm going back to my previous thing. The characters. I like want to watch these characters. I want them to succeed. I like them a whole lot. And they're just kids. And like that to me, and that's the same reason I liked Hunger Games is like a kid or kids being thrust in this world of adults where there's all these adult things going on and and the government stuff and all of that big, big picture overarching stuff. And they're just kids trying to figure out what the fuck is going on. Mm So I like that aspect. I like that they're kids and there's this big other world and they're learning about their world and being forced to kind of grow up mm-hmm. and there's all this other shit going. It's it's bigger than them just trying to get their bodies back. Yeah. It's really dark. It doesn't super dark. Like it, some people do some like fucked up things in the name of science to other people and And I like really I stuff. like and you're talking about like themes and stories and stuff. I just like that it 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 brings up questions of like like not life and death but like what's important and what's you know like 
I don't like what's important versus what's not important. Like, well, there's like what what's important, what's not important. Like, what makes somebody human, human versus that, that's versus what I was trying to get human. at. Yeah, that's like a lot what, of like, the, um, the questions. Um, yeah, it's because like, it's so. Yeah, Alphonse is the character who has been bonded to the suit of armor, and so he is. He spends a lot of time like questioning his own humanity because he's like, "What am I a person? What, what am, am I? I? What what is like?" He one of the things he can't do is because he's in the suit of armor, he can't sleep, mm-hmm. and so he is like, he's been awake for four years. Yeah. So he he's like. Not that he's losing his grip on reality in some spots, but he had like a breakdown in one of the last episodes about being like, I can't stand being alone at night anymore. Like everybody just goes off and he just like sits there and it's like, so like, what does it mean to to be a human? What does it mean? And because then you get into like artificial human stuff, spoiler alert. And it's just like, what does it mean to be a person? What does it mean to have a soul? What does it like? And so there's a lot of just that like deep thematic stuff. And then there's, terrible people doing terrible, terrible things, things in the name of like under because they're under pressure or because they yeah. uh are just fucking crazy and like to chop people up like it, there's yeah. it goes in the or gamut in the of name ways of just like civil war one country at war with another that happened you know whatever many years ago and people still haven't gotten over it. i don't know it's mm-hmm. just there's a lot of stuff going on i like that it's not like when i think of anime for some reason i think of either the really hypersexualized like animes. Mm-hmm. And then I think of like Dragon Ball Z, which is like a fighting anime or like Naruto. Yep. And this is more there's like that the you know, the war the um the combat and stuff, but it's it's very story based, very character based, and I like that it's alchemy. And yeah. it's the same reason I like Avatar with the elements. It's a different world building. We're talking about all these things yeah. are linking up, all these <laughs> things are are coming back. But I like that it's not combat, and I like that it's not weird and like hypersexualized, like boys, and I don't know. Yeah. So some anime is weird. Well, you were also saying, and this kind of goes to something yeah. you were talking about earlier, Alex, about like world building. Mm-hmm. You, you you were saying like you like the idea of like there's rules behind mm-hmm. how the powers work, yep. and, and like yep. how like one person can do one thing, and like every. I'm always a fan of like example in Naruto. Like there's a character who can control sand. There's a character who controls puppets. There's a kid like everybody yeah, kind of yeah. has their own like specialized thing. Like there's this one dude who we've met. His name is Roy Mustang and he's called uh, the Flint alchemist or the flame yeah, alchemist. He, can... he has like these gloves with Flint in them and he like snaps, creates a spark and then he like shoots fire. Yeah. And it's really cool. And so like the different people having different powers, I'm always a big fan of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just an interesting it's an interesting world for me to be in because I've never watched an anime other than Avatar. So I'm just experiencing this for the first time and it's it's cool. I'm enjoying it. and You should watch more anime. Uh, I don't know. It gets me hyped up when I watch it because I want to watch more, but I also have to find stuff that I like. Like I clearly like a very certain type of mm-hmm. anime. And you should watch good anime. And it's finding those. <laughs> true those things so if you have any like, suggestions for me things that are not i'm just talking about the audience in yeah, general I mean. things that aren't necessarily dragon ball z or what's the weird is fruits basket and is that the one of the that's weird the name of one yeah or Oran high school host club and it's also the one of one no but i'm saying like those like those are the kind of two genres of things that i feel like <laughs> there's more than two genres i know but. i know but like of the people i know people either watch one type or another type. There's, there, there's usually either fighting animes, which are the type that I kind of like. Yeah. I, I like personally. I like yeah. long form, 
like like shonen shonen yeah. anime style. That's the type I really like. Like when well, I heard just that Vegeta like, and Goku yelling at each other for five episodes. But yeah, it, well, watch <laughs> Dragon Ball Kai. <laughs> it's, it's way better. Yeah, I believe that. But I hate the voice acting. Um, Only some of it. I hate. I hate. You new, hate Gohan. New Gohan. I can't stand the new Gohan. I like some of the new ones. Like uh, the new Frieza is amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Sorry. But anyways, um, Tiffany and I have had these conversations because now that she's getting into this, yeah. like we had this whole thing. Like she saw the um, so the guy who voices the main character in Full Metal Alchemist, his name is Vic Mignogna, and yeah. he has been uh, like at the center of this like scandal right now in the anime voiceover world like mm-hmm. he was fired from funimation because he was accused of sexual harassment and there's Ooh. like but there's two sides to it where like there's these people who are like think it was a witch hunt and that he didn't deserve to be mm-hmm. fired and then there are people who are like hashtag kick vic get this guy out of yeah. here and so like t- tiffany's kind of like she you had heard about it like yeah. you, you would you yeah. recognize the name and but it's like well now you're getting into this whole like which voice actor played this one role better type of deal like yep. that that whole thing well now is i'm in thing. so deep and you have that and i'm like but i like him a lot yeah i, I mean I, I, I guarantee you there are people who like wouldn't watch this show because he voices a main character yeah but he's so good i do have some issues with the show it's um, so fast that's one my number one so issue fast. i just let I, things breathe like i just said i like things that are kind of long and take their time and this show fucking clips along it is so quick like something happens to a character relatively early on and we've met him but the way the other characters are reacting it's like the end of the world Mm -hmm. and i i liked him but i didn't have enough time with him to really care about him Mm -hmm. and it might be because we kind of we didn't really binge it, but it took us only like three to four days to get to the point we've where we've been watching is... two episodes at a time. So exactly. I don't think we're, we're binging it. We're definitely we're not. not going... We're definitely going through it pretty slowly. Yeah, we're watching like two episodes at a time. But by the time we got to this big character moment, I was like, okay, I recognize this is a, like a difficult situation, but it wasn't. It didn't affect me. Right. Like I didn't get like it, the way some of the other characters responded to it did. Yeah. Mm-hmm, to yeah. an extent, but it, it wasn't like. It, to put it put it in perspective, and I'm not trying to spoil anything, but when Frieza and uh, is on Namek yep. and he kills Vegeta, yep. and we've been with Vegeta for like a hundred episodes, yep, yep. and like all he's cared about is like getting the Saiyan race back to its former glory and being the best and the strongest and then to be Mm -hmm. killed by the person who ruined his life and Mm -hmm. then for him to be begging Goku to avenge him and avenge the Saiyans Mm -hmm. like that's an emotional fucking gut punch and then to have Krillin die like three episodes later it's like holy shit as opposed to something happening ten episodes into the show where I'm like I don't really know these people well, the other, That's thing, my issue. the other thing about this is we've had to stop two or three times where I'm like, wait, who is this person again? Because they just introduce yep. the characters really quickly and you go, wait, hold on. <laughs> That's a real person now. How did we get from here? How did this person get to link up with this person? And why are they on this side now? And why? Yep. And we have to stop and talk it through. And it always makes sense. Yeah, we always figure it we out. We always figure it out. We go, okay, wait, this episode, this happened. And then this happened. And then this person... Okay, cool. But it doesn't, like with, and again, Avatar is, is a baby anime, light anime inspired, but they yeah. took time to explain how things worked. Mm-hmm. This didn't necessarily, they're like, alchemy exists. 
some people can do it yeah. and some people can't and alchemy. I, I think Go. A, a good, a, an avatar example is you wouldn't like if soldier boy had happened yeah. on like episode four. Yeah. You'd be like, well, what the fuck? Who, so yeah, who cares? So what? Yeah. But by the, you, I don't think you've gotten to soldier boy. I'm, I'm like, who the fuck is soldier boy? That's the thing. If, if, Trust Superman, me, if, you, if, yes, if you've watched Avatar and you hear like leaves from the vine falling so slow, oh. I got fucking chills right there. Holy <laughs> shit. That's a thing. Yeah, I'm, sure okay. there's, I'm sure you've watched shows that are like that, like where there's, uh, I'm a leaf on the wind. Watch how I soar. Huh. Ooh, right. That doesn't give me chills. But you, sure. but, but you I, know, I understand what you mean. Yeah. yeah. So anyway. All I thought was Superman. Then. <laughs> oh. Avatar is very good. Not Avatar. <laughs> Full, <laughs> Full Metal Alchemist is very so good. So my first anime, yeah. I like Alphonse. He's my sweet. He's my sweet little friend. Sweet summer child. He's such a sweet little baby. And when they have a as a female character, I like that the show doesn't necessarily. It kind of just at men, women, everybody's fighting. Everybody's part of the military. Uh, Winry, their friend, um, is into auto mail. That's what they call all the the. Um, the like artificial limbs and stuff it's called mm-hmm. auto mail and she's an auto mail mechanic she builds it and creates it and fixes it and she's really cool and she gets mad every time <laughs> edward the main character like breaks his arm up in a fight mm. the next time she sees it like he's more scared of how she's going to react yeah. About, yeah. than the fight itself type of deal Solid. Funny. so so it kind of like it, there's never any like oh women guys like it's just Every, you know, like when they're talking about their teacher who ends mm-hmm. up being a woman, it's like, whoa. And then they just like, that's it. There's no like men yeah. and women are equal in the universe. And it's kind of cool. It's really cool. So, it's cool. I'm enjoying it. I'll keep you guys updated on my anime journey. Yeah. We're going through it pretty quick. Yeah. We're on like episode like 15 or 16 yeah. at this point. You're going through it faster than I'm going through Avatar. Yeah. How's that been treating you? No update. <laughs> I haven't watched another episode. Nope. <sighs> Did you finish season one? Yeah. Did you start season two? No. Okay. That's fair. So we're going to ask me what I've been up to? No. I can't, oh. I can't no, just no, host this we're, show. We're not going to. Okay, fine. So I... Hey, Dwight, what have you been up to? So I was on this um, big butthole stream, and we just did a bunch of retro games, and it stunk. Yeah? And he didn't know how to play Act Razor, and he was a big loser. He was dead. He I was... don't know what any of this means. Yeah, yeah. He That's... was super bad at Act Razor and Snowboard Kids. You hated Snowboard So I, I was on a stream with Alex, and we played Snowboard Kids, in the entire time we played it, Alex was just pissed off because he didn't know what he was doing. Is it like playing games with me? Mm, uh, maybe. No, no, not like that. No. Worse. No. Worse? No, no, definitely not worse. Because <laughs> Tiffany gets mad. You weren't getting mad. <laughs> Tiffany's going to hit me. I'm exiting the room. <laughs> Tiffany's done. Definitely not. No. Because, like, I don't know. Tiffany doesn't like me. Uh, please don't touch my butt. Too late. Oh my god, this cat! <sighs> so Dwight, what have you been up to? Okay, Ooh. well, so I have something that I kind of want to talk about. Um, it's very, it won't be that long. Uh, I have. That's been... what she said. Top, top, top ten, ten things. things. Nice. I hate you guys. I have we were been... making fun of the size yeah, of his penis. Making, we were saying my wiener was small. No comment. <laughs> I have been playing. On the PlayStation 4, a little game called Final Fantasy 7. Ooh, what is that? 
<laughs> Do we really need to explain Final Fantasy VII? Okay, I guess I'm I will. I'm just so used to, at this point, like, like asking, oh, what's, what, what is Final Fantasy VII? Final Fantasy is a series of role-playing games, RPGs, uh, from Japan, made by Square. Uh, it's a company. Uh, and it's, you know, kind of like the grandfather of RPGs. Like, they're the, the OG um, type of stuff. And I have never played FF7. Um, okay. I, never. Uh Wow. I, I say never. I, I played maybe an hour of it in college at one point, and I right. couldn't get through it, and it just wasn't for me. Um, I'm a big fan of Final Fantasy IV. I am a big fan of Final Fantasy VI. Uh, I've most recently I played Final Fantasy XV, um, but I really there's a big gap for me where I, I never played seven through thirteen, okay. and uh, that's one of those things where I've kind of always wanted to go back. At one point, I, w- I was going to. I bought. Uh, I had a PlayStation. I bought all like the PlayStation versions of those games, mm-hmm. and I had all my other ones. And so, uh, what's the what's the phrase where your your stomach's bigger than your eyes, or your eyes are bigger than your stomach, or something like that? You know what I mean? Your eyes are bigger than your stomach, and it's about food. Yes, right, I realize right, that, but but, right, right. but I had that. I like food for, like these, your, for your, these games. Your eyes want to eat everything, yeah. but you can't. So what I so what I thought I was going to do was I was going to play through every single Final Fantasy game right. uh, in chronological order. Mm-hmm. So I started with FF one and I got about halfway through that game and I stopped. <laughs> so um, good job. Billy um, speed runs Final Fantasy one. He does, which is impressive. The randomizer version, which is still crazy impressive yeah. for me. Two hours. That's nuts. <laughs> it's got to be like the, there's no way you can do that on a straight game. Could, can you like the I don't regu- know the regular game? I don't know what the speed that? run would be for the regular game. I, but. I'm very curious about that. But anyways, um, so that game is fun, uh, the original Final Fantasy. But I'm playing Final Fantasy VII, and so I bought it on PlayStation uh, a couple of years ago. At this point, it was on sale, and I was like, "Oh, I'm going to play that eventually," and I never did. And I decided I would. I get it. I get <laughs> it. Like I, yeah. I'm playing this game, and I understand why. It was so impressive and so important to a yep. lot of people. Um, it's a lot of fun. First off, yep. like I, I'm really enjoying the story. Most of all, mm-hmm. like I like the majority of the characters. I love the like the core of like Cloud, Tifa, Eris. Like I, I really have enjoyed like their interaction. What about Barrett? Barrett's also super great. Yeah. Um, I'm less of a fan of the other characters. Yuffie, I can take or leave. Yuffie's garbage. Because she's obviously... Have you played Final Fantasy VII? Yuffie is garbage. I've played Final Fantasy VII so many times. Okay, okay. I just want want to double check. Um, Kate Sith. I know Billy hates Kate Sith. So, okay. So, in Billy's stream, he has trivia that runs. And one of the questions is, who is the worst character in Final Fantasy VII? And every time I type in all caps, Yuffie. (laughs) And it's not the answer. His answer is Kate Sith. Which is wrong. Kate, it's uh, yuppie. Ketif is fine. I yep. eh, I'm, I I'm like the character wrong. design. I do. I like the character design. Like, and I guess like those three because I'm also thinking of Vincent. Vincent. Vincent's like a nothing character to me. Oh, he's like a very anime character to me, he is, and I like him. He's so dark and yeah. mysterious, and his limit rates suck. I hate them. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I love Sid because Sid is just great. Sid's good. Yeah. Just I I like Sid blanket across all final fantasies i like seeing how yeah. they incorporate him in in all of them so that's great yeah um the thing that's making this game really bearable for me and take this for what what you will um you can call me a hack 
uh, call me a scrub or whatever yep. um on the final fantasy version because i think this is an emulated version of the pc one okay you can do three things that are fucking cool uh you can set it to times three speed awesome so you can just fly through battles yep. fly through like cutscenes that you've already seen if you like died at some point or if you're grinding yep. it makes grinding super quick yep another thing is you can press the right stick and that turns on <laughs> i've only done this a couple of times like when i was grinding specifically for i think i forget what i was uh grinding for limit breaks it, it um instantly restores your health and mana and turns your limit breaks on <laughs> and as long as you have that clicked it just constantly is like giving you limit breaks so i Jesus. Did, so i ground for limit breaks like that yep. i haven't used it in any other like capacity right um but it was it's it's insane, and then there's also you can turn off random battles. So if you want to like oh get from point God. A to point B without a random battle showing up, gotta use a repel. Wait, Pokemon? <laughs> I'm so over leveled at this point because yep. I, I ground for a whole bunch uh, that running into random battles isn't an issue. Have you done Chocobo? Um, yeah, I, I did breeding? the Chocobo breeding. I got Knight to the Round. I've been using a walkthrough for a lot oh, okay. of it too. Like, um, so you bred Chocobo. You got like the blue. I got, you got, I got, all I got of blue, them. green into and, a black, and, and then, then a black with a wonder gets a gold. Gold. Yeah. Uh, I figured that out all by myself. No, I didn't. Because like part of it is like this is such an old game. Like yep. I don't. Back in the day, I I bred Chocobos for hours trying can, to figure out how to get a gold Chocobo. I can imagine. Like that that would that would have taken a while. And like not that I don't have the time to sink into this. I yep. put it says thirty hours. Granted, PlayStation's weird because like if I go back to the home menu and like walk away, it doesn't pause the timer. Right. So it's been on for thirty hours. I have definitely not played for thirty right. hours, but um, it's been a lot of fun. I'm really enjoying it. Um, I'm the only time I like use the walkthrough is like if I don't know where I need to go or if I get to a point where I'm like okay I finished a big story beat are there any like side quests that I can do because I don't really care about going around and exploring every mm -hmm. little spot because I'm at this point I'm just playing it just to get like the base right story of it but it's but, fun. but you got Yuffie and Vincent the two optional characters yeah of course I'm gonna do that oh okay why wouldn't I well, you said you didn't. You wanted to go straight. Well, no, like I want to get as much as I can. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. anyways, the thing I really like about this, and this might sound weird, is I love how this story. I think the reason, part of the reason I really like it, is how it incorporates um, the history of Final Fantasy mm -hmm. into it, specifically like with the meteor stuff, because yep. like. My first Final Fantasy ever was Final Fantasy Four, where Meteor was this like legendary um, magic that was really pivotal to the plot. And so having Meteor also be pivotal to the plot in this game is yep. like super cool to me. Yep. It's like, oh my god, that's awesome. That's that's that. And like the way the summons work, because these are all summons were like characters in all the old games, specifically like um, in Six, when all the all of your materia, which are basically the Materia is this one. Magicite yep. is what it was in yep. six. All the Magicite, which are basically materia, were like characters that you got to interact with before they become the materia, mm -hmm. Magicite materia. Um, so that's kind of neat to see the evolution of that. The only thing I don't like is how your skills are tied to the materia. Mm -hmm. So your characters feel super interchangeable to me. The only thing that really makes them unique is their limit breaks. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm, I'm only using... Cloud, Yuffie, and not Cloud, Tifa, and um, Sid, because I like their limit breaks the most, mm -hmm. and I just like their character designs the most. Overall, though, it's really fun. Yep. I'm enjoying it. I I um 
I take back every bad thing I ever said about this game because uh, I used to get into arguments and fights about Final Fantasy VI versus Seven. I still think Six is better, but I'm I'm deeply enjoying this game. Seven was my first Final Fantasy, and I loved it. Mm-hmm. It was maybe it, I think it was the first like JRPG that I ever played all the way through on my own because I remember watching like Brian play through Chrono Trigger. And, yeah. But it was the first time I played through a JRPG on my own, and I was like, this game's amazing. And then I went and I played 4 and 6, which they had really re-released which on PlayStation. Inter- oh, okay. So they really were 4 and 6. Yes, they really were 4 and 6. Played 4 and 6, and then I played 9, and I loved 9, too. Yeah. Um, 9 they also have on the PlayStation Store, and they have like the times 3 speed yep. thing for it as well. So I'm like... Mm. And that's... And then I played Eleven, which was the online one on PlayStation. Yeah, I never 2. played that. That's all I've played. So I've like, heard ele- I know people who love Eleven. Yeah. Hi. We're we're speaking gibberish. To her. What the fuck is a limit break? So it's when li- you break your limit. A limit break was my band in in college. Don't explain it to me. I don't really want to know the answer. But that's Fair. all I got out of this Good conversation. Answer. Final Fantasy Seven. Are you gonna watch Advent Children, the the movie? I've already seen it. I saw it in college. Okay. So An maybe Advent calendar? Yes. Yeah, solid. Solid. But in all honesty, I might actually watch it just because uh, now I'll have because when we were yeah. watching it, I was I was because I was watching it with my friends and I was like, who's that? Yeah. What's going on? Who's that? So Steven so now I'll have Steven context. Bloom does Vincent's voice. Really? And, yeah. And Christy Carlson Romano does Yuffie's voice or Tifa's voice. I can't remember. That's cool. Um she Freshman. definitely does one of them. That's so cool. So there you have it. Nice. What else have you been up to? Is that all you wanted to... Uh, E3 just happened. Um, I won't really go into detail on that, but... Uh, We're not going to do an E3 episode Definitely this not. Uh, I mean, we should I, just release the last episode. Oh my God, we should. Um, that's going to happen someday. When, when, this sh- when we stop doing no refunds, that's when I will... You'll wait that. like six months after we stop and just release that episode yep. and everyone's going to be like... What, what the, the fuck? fuck? What's going? What's showing up on my feed? Um, I think the one thing that we can all agree on that's amazing that's coming out of E3. <laughs> Tiffany wants to say one thing. I'm going to say Banjo fucking Kazooie. Yeah, Banjo Kazooie and Smash. You woke so up, excited. Spencer. You have to apologize. Sorry, Spencer. The I, only I thing that sorry. upset me about that is the the fact that they did the exact same gimmick that they did for the for K rule for K rule. I thought it was cute. I hated it. I loved it because um, it was rare. Like yep. rare created K rule, rare yeah. created the Donkey Kong Country series like that, and <clears throat> excuse me, they created the um, uh, Banjo Kazooie. So I, I yeah. like the homage. There. I I like I'm fine with them using the Donkey Kong characters to reveal Banjo, mm-hmm. but like they did it beat for beat exactly the same as the K rule reveal, and that I was like, come on. Yeah, fair. But like, I'm so excited about Banjo. It's gonna be so great. After the opening where they revealed Dragon Quest characters that I couldn't give a fucking shit about, and I'm like, great, Joker didn't care about Dragon Quest, don't care about. Like, am I ever gonna play Smash again? And then they revealed Banjo, and I'm like, yes, yes, I will. I, I'll admit I didn't care about Joker. Um, I like, I love Dragon Quest. Uh, I played, I've beaten Dragon Quest one, and I played a couple of the other ones, not mm-hmm. all the way through. Uh, I think it's really cool that they are for the Dragon Quest character that they have like four versions of him. Right, that's neat. Four so, versions of the same sword fighter because we need more of them. Oh Christ, it's fine. Boo. No. Boo. No. no. Boo. He looks cool. 
He looks like a combination of like Robin, Link, and his own thing. Yeah, with, he looks with he that looks, weird little like he's got like a sub menu. Yeah, the sub menu of... looks cool, but you know, he basically just looks like another sword fighter with a sub menu. Oh, how is that any different than how many how many characters have a, a, a up air that's just like, oh, I'm gonna kick up. Right. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. 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 There's only so many things you can do with people who have like nondescript moves. Right. Don't put them in your game. Yeah. I mean, do we need like 12 sword fighters? How many do we have at this point? Okay. So there's like 12 sword fighters. That mean, that leaves 60 something non-sword fighters for you to use. Right. 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 But like most of those are pretty unique. Except for like Pikachu and Pichu. <laughs> And Peach and Daisy. And Peach and Daisy. I, I hate Echo Fighters. Dark I hate Echo Fighters. Don't get me started on it. You love them. I'm fine with them. I also hate them. I'm mm. fine with them. I hate everything and everyone. That's the fact. Banjo-Kazooie. Bam. New Breath of the Wild coming out. That's exciting. I think it's going to be co-op. That's, I'm, I'm on board if it's co-op. That, that's I, been the rumor. I wish there had been... Just a little more to that reveal. Yeah, it was just a trailer. Like, it was just enough to not make me super excited, mm -hmm. and but make me interested. So I'm, like, a little irritated because usually they save, like, something really exciting like that. Mm -hmm. Like, when they... When they revealed Metroid, the new Metroid, it was literally just the symbol of Metroid... And that, that pissed you off too. In right? development, and I was like, "What the fuck is this shit? This is slightly better than that." Fair, but not much. Um, people are pissed off about the new Pokemon game. People, yeah, are general uh, the national decks. Bring back national decks. Yep, I understand why people are upset. Um, for those who don't know, um, a new Pokemon game is coming out, and they're not going to allow people to transfer old Pokemon into the new game unless they already appear in the new game. Right. Um, and so a lot of people are upset that they're not going to be able to transfer some of their favorites. And What was it, the last game with the national decks? The Sun and Moon. Okay. Like every game has had a national decks except for the new one. Was Sun and Moon the last ones? Yes. Oh, well, okay. Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon. Oh, okay. So, okay. Yeah. Uh, and part of the reason they say is because, you know, they're remodeling all these characters and they're, they're bringing them into, which is bullshit. Yep. And like the game looks, I'm, I'm going to buy it. Uh, I love Pokemon. A lot of it looks lazy. Like the animations for the characters, uh, for the, the moves, I mean, just look like they have not been updated since. Mm -hmm. Gen 5 like it's right. since they first went to 3D they have not really touched very much people are pissed off at Game Freak and I'm kind of excited or I'm a little bit happy that the backlash is finally really starting to happen because who knows maybe they will change their bullshit yeah like um, changing the design of Sonic the Hedgehog yeah I mean <laughs> whatever if that's the Sonic the Sonic the Hedgehog I can't say it don't so, look Timmy did you look so there's a couple other games that are coming out um, that were released or announced in the uh, the Nintendo Direct. Hey, Tiffany. Animal Crossing. Yeah, you excited about that? Animal Crossing. So I make fun of Dwight every time he watches an E3 thing or a conference or anything. Hi, Spencer. Um, I make fun of Dwight pretty hardcore. True. I sat there. I didn't watch it live, but I sat there and watched the Animal Crossing. Reveal I, and then the treehouse. I put on the treehouse footage for her, and I was like, oh. "I'm like, you can put furniture outside your house now. <laughs> All the weeds are different. 
I can craft stuff with weeds? The the weeds are different thing was hysterical. Because Tiffany was like, look, the weeds. The There's different models for the weeds. The leaves in the trees are blowing. It was awesome. She's really excited for this game. I love Animal Crossing. I'm, I'm the only person in the world still playing Animal Crossing Pocket Camp on my phone. I love Animal Crossing with my whole entire heart, butt, everything in my entire body loves Animal Crossing. What do you I, what do you love more, Dwight or Animal Crossing? It, probably Animal Crossing. <laughs> Animal Crossing has better um, replay value. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I so, can wipe out my Animal Crossing town and start over at any time. Okay. So earlier, um, when you asked me who handled video games better, Alex or you, and I said Alex, clearly joking, um, and you stormed out of the room. Yes. Uh, you're allowed to just say that. Yes. And I'm supposed to just take it? Yes. Okay. Just if you were my just, Animal Crossing town right now, I would raise you to the ground and start over. <laughs> Cash you in for bells and start over. I'm so excited for Animal Crossing. I'm pissed I understand what that means. <laughs> what? Cash me in for bells. I'm going to cash you in for bells, and I'm going to start over. <laughs> Animal Crossing, it's not coming out until March of next year, and I don't care, because you can put furniture outside your house! So what's, And you can craft so things! Tiffany, what is Animal sticks. Crossing, and what is the catch for this game? Animal Crossing is a game... Where you are a villager in a village. I don't know how to explain games. I it, it's a game. <laughs> <laughs> well, good thing. Okay, good thing I was talking about Final Fantasy VII earlier because that's a game. All right, let- but it's a game where. But all the games have been different. It's a game where there are all these animals that <laughs> live in crossing. this town. <laughs> and it's a town simulator game. Yeah. But they're animals and you're a human. <laughs> and then, I'm really excited. The coolest thing about the game, I, I would argue, well, is that it, it takes place in real time. Yeah. One I day. Was getting to there eventually. Okay. But in one game, you're just among the villagers. And then in another game, you're the mayor. Yep. And in this game, you're basically colonizing a a, 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 a Abandoned island, Which New is cool. Horizons. Dun dun dun. So that's really. I, I like that. Yeah. I, I like that they were able to come up with a a, a different, different spin on it, just like other than continuing with the "you are the mayor" angle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I'm yeah. really excited about that. So it's just, it, yeah, it's a what did you call it? A town simulator? Uh, a town simulator or like a a life simulator? Yeah, I don't even know what to, to describe it. I know that you are you have a town. And you can cut trees down, and you can harvest fruit, and you can buy furniture, and you can make your house look cool, and you can talk to animals, and you can fish, and you can catch bugs, and it's like real life, but not shitty. Is it like a Harvest Moon style game? But it's in real time. Yes and no. Yes and no. I've never played Harvest Moon. In real time. Yeah, in real time, um, there's less of an emphasis on um, making crops uh, or harvesting crops. You can do whatever you fuck you want in Animal Crossing. Yeah, um, kind of. Uh, it's more about like the, you're interacting with other villagers, and the way you mostly earn money is through fishing and um, fruit harvesting okay. and bugs. When I t- describe it, it doesn't sound that great. Oh, it sounds so boring, but it's a it's a goddamn blast. But it's so cute. 
I've I've never played an Animal Crossing game, and every time I see a trailer for one, I think it looks like the most boring <laughs> game it ever made. It is, it is so much fun. Um, when Tiffany, uh, Brian, and I lived in the Haverhill house, we had a, a, a city together, mm-hmm. and that's where "Slap It with a Beaver" came Slap from. Slap a beaver with Slap it. Slap a beaver with it came from, which I don't know if you've ever heard us say, but I have maybe once or twice. Yeah. Um, so we had yeah. we used to make yeah. bets with bells in that game. Like we would owe each other bells in the game. Yeah, I think Brian still owes me some bells. It doesn't really sound that exciting. It's uh, it's awesome though. But it's so great. It, so it's all about like you want to like beautify your town by like right. planting trees. But and, you can do whatever you and want. Having flowers. You, we can do whatever the fuck yeah. you want. Now you can make paths. Paths. That's so cool. You can you put can stuff paths. on the beach. <laughs> you could never put furniture on the beach or your house. Your house can be on the beach. I've been yep. wanting that. For 10 years. There's a pole now, and you can vault over um, rivers as opposed to having to run to all the way all down the way to the bridge. Or build a bridge. You can literally just jump over a, a river. Tiffany's now I know what it what it feels like when Tiffany listens to us talk about games. <laughs> I know what she's saying. I'm, I'm, sit, I'm, I'm sitting here this. like, what the fuck are these two talking about? My other question is, though, they didn't, I mean, it's all still new, but like in some of the other games, like you have the city where you have Mabel and Abel and you can go make clothes yeah, or buy clothes or ki- um, they didn't show Gracie or Gracie Mabel or, or Gracie. Well, Gracie's or like Red the, or any of those people. Yeah, so I wonder. I wonder how they're going to come into Mr. play. Mr. Rossetti? Uh, Mr. Rossetti is going to be interesting because uh, the way that like the switch works in yeah. general is like you can just put it to sleep and, and leave at yeah. this point. So like. I wonder if they'll like have a thing where he'll, he'll like retire. That would be so cute. I'll just like live in your mm-hmm. town. I'm curious as to <laughs> how like amiibo is going to work with it because there are so many Animal Crossing amiibos. Like I wonder if they're going to have some sort of functionality in that way. Yeah, like White Dog, Banjo Dude, and uh, that's Kiki, Kiki Slider. Slider and uh, Brown Raccoon Person. That's, that's Tom, Tom Nook, Nook. or yeah. Timmy and Tom. Obviously, and like isn't that what I just said? Yeah, KK Slider <laughs> is the best. I'm um, excited. I'm like, where's he going to play? Yeah, so I don't know how they're gonna come up with that that a Brewster that city element. They're, 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 I bet because you like you'll in, be able to leave the island and go to a place where those people. You'll have be. to be because like because if you're not the mayor, because in like in in what was it New Leaf? Is that the one where you're the uh, mayor? Yeah, New Leaf and city, C- city folk. I don't believe you were the mayor, but New Leaf, I think you were with I've, Isabel. What's Isabel up? What's to? Isabel gonna do? Are you gonna be? So it's like an interesting thing where like they. You know Isabella, Alex. She was in Smash. Yeah, but they haven't revealed stuff like that. So it's like, how is that stuff going to work? Where that's kind of a big part of Animal Crossing, like, you know, is having your like city hall stuff because mm-hmm. it used to be Tortimer. Then it was you. Yeah. So it's like, how do you? How are you? Like, is it just going to be anarchy on this island? I hope Isabel's become the mayor. Yeah, like I'd, I'd be curious to see how they, how they do. That and I mean they haven't revealed anything. Obviously, you're going to be able to upgrade your house and all this stuff, mm-hmm. and and I don't know. I'm excited. I'm so excited. When it comes out, if you have a Switch, let us know, and we will all be friends, and we will all visit each other's towns, and it'll be amazing. I am so excited because I don't have a Switch yet, and I was planning on using my tax return this year to buy a Switch, and then now this game has been delayed, so I'm continuing to bank money and also i have some um, gamestop gift cards and yeah. i'm gonna just wait till next year and get wait a switch until they release the, yep. the better switch yep yeah i'm shocked and they didn't announce anything i know they said they weren't but i'm yeah. like i'm waiting for that type of info to come out yeah so i'm excited i love animal crossing i really didn't sell it that well i'm just too excited You're i don't know excited. how to describe You've it sold it the exact same way everyone else has tried to sell it to <laughs> me and no one has convinced me to ever play an animal I'm not crossing trying to game convince you. i just know i love it 
the best, not the best, but one of the coolest things that Animal Crossing ever did was um, in the GameCube version, uh, you could occasionally get uh, little NES um, systems mm-hmm. that were just ROMs of old NES yes, games. So you used to be able to play like Balloon Fight yeah. and like Excite Bike <laughs> on Animal Crossing GameCube. But as like soon in as in your in your house in Animal Crossing, so you're telling me you could emulate within the video game that yep. you're playing. Yep. It was really like Inception surreal, and they stopped doing that on like the Wii version because they had Virtual Console stuff. Right. So they just didn't need to anymore. Right. Which is really sad. And all the furniture, I have to go and you collect. can put furniture outside your you house. Can put it outside your and house. inside your house. And inside your house. And on the beach. You can put furniture on the beach. How did that not sell you, Alex? This you is a big deal. This is a big deal. A good game. Being able to put stuff outside is a big deal. I believe you. Making paths, that's a big deal. Because before, if you wanted to make a path, you had to go to Mabel and Abel and make a pattern. Yeah, which was bullshit. And then lay down that pattern. But now you can just dig up the ground. And yes. It's awesome. Real talk. The, <laughs> it's um, like the fifth time that's been said today. Real the, talk. I did not get my face painted today at Pride. And I, I was went very to Pride upset. today. But real talk. The Avengers game looks shitty. I love. What the fuck was that? They can. Somebody posted. I think it was on Reddit today or yesterday. Somebody posted the scene from Spaceballs. uh, You idiots! You got their stunt doubles, (laughs) and then showed the Avengers from the game. And I was like, "Yep, that that about sums it up." Sounds right. Because like they tried to make them look as close to the actors as they could without like any copyright (laughs) infringement or whatever. it looks so. It looks like a last gen game to me. Like the way that like the, people's hair yeah. is moving, and like the way just how stiff the models are. The graphics looks don't look terrible. that great. The fact that they look like the knockoff versions of the <laughs> the characters from the movies. Like right. it would have been fine if they tried to go like away from the movies yeah. and try to make Do them more like more like the comic book characters, like Spider Man. Yeah, <laughs> but they were just like, nope. We're gonna try to make them look. Almost like the actors, but not quite. And it just looks... It looks terrible. It looks bad. I'm also so over and sick of, like, Shakespearean Thor. Like, we have yeah. we've <laughs> moved past that. Yep. We have not had Shakespearean Thor since, like, early 2000s, at least in the comics. Yep. And he was kind of like that in the movies for a little bit, but that got knocked right. out of him really fast. Right. I'm sick of the Shakespearean stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, just, just talk normal. Mm. Ugh. Ugh. Um. Yeah, looks pretty bad. I can't even think of the song. That's the Wii song. the Wii. That was the Wii song. I was like, I know that song. I once had a plugin on my um browser that had the Animal Crossing music that would change because it changes like every hour or whatever. Do 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 do, 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 do. So speaking of E3. That's Animal Crossing. It's so relaxing. Like, it's relaxing. That's all you gotta know. I'll listen to that. The water wash it. over you. See. I'm gonna catch a bug. <laughs> I caught a bug. 
moving on. I was thinking about it the <laughs> other day when when they when they did the direct and all my friends were super excited about uh, Animal Crossing and I was like that game sounds so boring to me. I was like it kind of sounds like why I liked um, the original, the vanilla release of No Man's Sky. I was like, this game's boring if you describe it to someone, but it's a lot of fun. So I'm like, maybe I could be into it, but I don't know. Speaking of E3. Yes. Cyberpunk. The only one thing I wanted to talk about at, at E3, um, Gearbox announced that they were going to drop a DLC for Borderlands 2. Snore. To the two um, set up for Borderlands three, and it's it's a new DLC. It was free for everyone that has the game, um, and it kind of tries to tie together where Borderlands two ended and how we get to <coughs> Borderlands three. And came out on Tuesday, maybe maybe Monday. I don't remember what day it came out. I played through it immediately because Borderlands 2 is one of my favorite games, and I loved it. It's great. It's really, really fun. You've been fun. playing a lot of Borderlands 2 in general. Yes, yes. I, I was like amping up for the release of Borderlands 3, and I've just been really enjoying uh, getting back into the game, and then like getting to experience new content with it has been great. Um, I'm so excited for Borderlands 3. So why does the Borderlands series suck? Um, because you are a heartless bastard. I'm just kidding. It was fine. I don't think it's my cup of tea is what it, what it boiled down to. I also think I might have burned myself out on it because I like, I, I powered through Borderlands 1 yep. and then I started powering through Borderlands pre-sequel yep. and I was just like, yeah, okay. I, I also think because I had played some of the pre-sequel, so I didn't even get out of what I had previously played. Okay. So I was like, yeah, I've, I've done this. Yeah. That sucks. I think Borderlands yeah. 2, I started the pre-sequel. I think Borderlands 2 is the best of the three. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the game. I love the characters. I just I just love it. So I was really excited to get to play new content of it, even though like none of my friends wanted to play it with me. <laughs> I, I think Mexico and I played it. Well, because they've been it. playing it with you for like the past like six months at this point. I mean, not really. Has it just been you in Mexico? It's been... So I got Billy to play with me for a little bit. And then when the new DLC came out, I texted him and I'm like, oh, let's play Borderlands 2 tonight. And he was like, you want to play that again? And I was like, <laughs> there's a new DLC. And he was like, have fun. And I'm like, <laughs> like what? He uninstalled it because nice. he thought I was over it. <laughs> Clearly not. Um, Billy, you beefed it. It's okay. So, yeah. That DLC is awesome. That's cool. Anybody that owns the game should get it. I think I own it. I definitely have the the <clears throat> handsome jack. Okay. Oh, how, are, how do you feel about the fact that it's free? Pissed. Yeah. Like, this is the only time that's really happened to me. Yeah. So, like, I picked... It, it, I can't be that mad. I pay, I spent six bucks on it, yep. so like I can't be that pissed off right. about it. But like, so I, I bought the Handsome Jack collection last year, last yeah. last month. It was on sale for like six dollars, yeah. maybe maybe ten. <laughs> I don't I don't yep. I don't think it was that much. I think it was. I want to say it was six. Couldn't have been more than fifteen. Definitely not. Definitely not. I don't think I would have bought it if it was that much. It, yep. it was five to ten dollars. Right. And this month it's free. Yep. Along with Sonic Mania, another game that I already own. First time that's ever happened to me for the PlayStation Plus games. Yep. It's the first time both games are ones that I already own. And it kind of stings. Like, I wish there was like something where they were like, hey, you already had these. 
here's a credit, like just ten bucks credit or something like that. <laughs> That'd be nice, but well, <sighs> weird. Sonic Mania is a good game. If you have PlayStation Four, you should buy it or get, get it, get free, it for free. free, free this month if you have PlayStation Plus. Um, how quickly do you think this episode's gonna go out? Yeah, good question. I don't know. Eh, probably next week. Well, if I if this goes out before Thursday, yes. Um, I would like oh, to plug. Yes, please do. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I am doing a so I've been streaming a bunch, which I've already mentioned on here. This Thursday, June twentieth. I'm doing a 24-hour charity stream, or an attempted 24-hour charity stream. I'm going to come to your house and, like, give you sleeping pills. You're not going to make it. I mean, it's you're weird. more than welcome to just show up at my house if you want, but... Probably not. Um, it's a Thursday. I'm attempting to do a 24-hour charity stream starting at 9 a.m. Um, Eastern Standard Time, if that even matters to anyone. Um, and I'm going to be playing a bunch of random games for fun and for charity and there's going to be giveaways and it's going to be fun. Do you have any like monetary goals or? Yeah. The goal is to get to $500 earned or raised. And what are you raising money for? Uh, the Trevor project, which is a, uh, charity that supports, uh, LGBT youths in crisis. It's basically a crisis hotline for, young kids uh, mostly kids um dealing with you know the issues that come with you know you know coming out yep. and, and that sort of thing in your like is that based teens. off of like laramie project trevor? uh no it's no. It, it, it's specifically to do with a kid named trevor okay. that that is how the, the that's what, the, I, the, I, that's the what I thought but for some reason charity was founded i didn't remember the name of the person who um was attacked in the, the Matthew Shepherd. Shepherd, that's okay. Okay, okay this. But um, really but yeah. So um, yeah. So that's that's my plug the here. Mm, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, good. Uh, good on you. I'll probably donate something. So. Same. Same, fam. Uh, what? Are there any times that I'll be able to donate and get like cool, like be entered into cool raffles? Or so something? if um, if you're you on the stream, so every. Four hours, I'm going to do a giveaway. Cool. If you're in chat when I'm doing a giveaway, you can... Uh, I'm Okay, I'm, I'm torn between how to do it because I don't actually know how to do it. Yep. I'm either going to put all the names of the donors up to that point into a raffle and just pick a name mm-hmm. and that person's going to get a... a Some. Ste- it's a Steam code cool. is what the giveaways are. Cool. So they're, they're games. Nice. Um, so I'm either going to do it that way every four hours or do it... And have a code word that people need to type into chat, which will then automatically pick those names out of chat mm-hmm. and put them into a raffle. And then I can just pick a name. That's cool. So I'm either going to do that. I, I haven't decided which way I'm going to do it. One way is significantly less work for me. Fair. So that might be the way I do it. Yeah. I mean, you have other things to focus on. Right. So you're doing this by yourself. So that's the that's the plan. I'm going to save the better games for like the nighttime part of stream i can't access twitch at work anymore well i'm gonna save it mostly for the nighttime part of stream because that's when most people show up fair so like i I do have a couple actual like real games (laughs) because some of the games that i'm i'm giving away were like two dollars on steam and i was like that's a great hilarious giveaway that's awesome so it's gonna be fun win something i hope you do too I said I hope Tiffany wins. Oh, I hope Tiffany wins something. And then I'll give it to you. 
and then I, you'll play it. Steam, probably not. You'll play it. Okay. I might play it then. Yeah. You'll play it. Okay. So, yeah. That's, that's, that's awesome. That's, that's super everything. Exciting. Yeah, I'm super excited for it. It should be fun trying to, you know, play video games for 24 hours. That, that will be interesting. And then Jen was like, and then we're, <laughs> she was like, are we going to see, um, Toy Story 4 on Friday, on Thursday? And I was like, I can't go Thursday night. And she was like, okay, Friday morning. And I was like, sure. <laughs> when are you starting? Thursday morning? 9 a.m. I'm starting 9 a.m. Thursday morning and going to nine, uh, attempting to go to 9 a.m. Friday morning. And then she was like, let's go see Toy Story 4. You're going to die. I might die. And then okay. I'm streaming Friday night. Oh, you're wh- going to be so Which bad. will also be... I can still raise money towards the charity Friday night. Oh, cool. Is it yeah. like a time limit? Thing so or? it's two days. So because the 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 first stream will go overnight, I had to make it so it included both days. Um. So my stream on Friday night will also be included. That's so cool. So if you can't contribute or donate Friday Thursday? Do it on Friday. Do it on Friday. When you get paid. Bam. It's Friday's payday. That's my plug. My YouTube channel is basically dead. Well, uh, you know you can't do stuff at work anymore yeah that's part of it yeah so boo maybe it'll come back at some point yeah well summertime is also a weird time because there's so much stuff going it's on true i like so. watching all your fighting i might and do watching <laughs> her, get, her yeah. get mad at video games that's the new channel tiffany not gets, even tiffany gets mad at video games. not even getting mad dust. at you it was her getting mad at the games yeah, yeah. it was great yeah. it's like clue this what what the fuck is this horse shit Clue was amazing. I think Clue was my favorite just because of the ending. (laughs) The ending was gold on Clue. Yep. And playing and beating Jaws made me very happy. But maybe like wintertime, not wintertime, but like when things like get a little bit less crazy and I think we're not going out on Friday. Like, you know, it's not that I overextended myself. Uh, I'll probably just scale back because yeah. Solid. So, uh, this has been an episode of No Refunds. Are we, are we done? I think we're good. Yeah, we're done. I'm dying we're of good. allergies. So uh, thank you so much uh, for for listening. Um, we have an email where you can write to us, just like Peter and Judd did. It is no refunds at g- no refunds podcast Solid. at gmail.com. Uh, like us on Facebook. You can join the Discord that I think still exists. It does. Okay. Um, so that's a thing. You can go chat with Alex there and everybody else. Uh, that's not Tiffany and Dwight. Um, Tiffany's still in it, oh. isn't she? I don't have it on my phone anymore because I stopped participating. That's because you stopped doing your radio show and everyone was I like, know. everyone's so I'll, sad. I'll she come took back in part- the fall when I started again. Good. She took yeah. off her participants. Well, I just it was like, I'm not using this right now. It's okay. But I'll come back. Like when I do my radio show again, I'll come back. I'll have to test and see if Discord works at work. Maybe. Ooh. Anyways, um, so we have all that fun stuff. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Thank you to the Hyper Potions for letting us steal their one of their more popular songs and use it as our intro and outro music. Did you say we have a Facebook yet? Yeah, I did. I said oh. like us on Facebook. Oh, sorry. Did I not say like us on Facebook? Like I don't us on remember. Facebook. <laughs> you should do it. Uh, and check out Alex's stream. Um, it'll be cool. And uh, Tiffany is actually thinking about uh, starting a blog on the no refunds podcast.com uh, for her uh, marathon? marathon training. Which no one wants to read about. I, want to I read about don't it. care. I want to read yeah. about it. I, I like put up this wall of like defense. Like nobody cares about this except me. But yeah. So what? Who cares? Yeah, exactly. I just want to have Do a place. Do it for you. Well, exactly. I'm going to die. 
Do it for the gram. <laughs> I want to have a place. <laughs> do it I want to do it for the gram, and I want to have a place to just document it, and it's there. I think that'll be good. Yeah. And I mean, it's something you can parlay to something else. So. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So this has been uh, episode three of no refunds <laughs> um thank you very much for listening to us and uh we will check you all next time oh next time on no refunds uh hey billy you're gonna be our guest next time so yeah spoiler alert spoiler alert. Billy. Oh, billy we haven't even told them yet he's gonna find out by <laughs> listening to this right now he has to listen all the way to the end for listen all the way to the end for a big announcement <laughs> and the announcement is billy's gonna be on the next episode <laughs> bye okay <laughs> All right, bye. Bye. I didn't say bye yet. Now you can do it again. Bye. Bye. I'm marked a bunch. Bye. You gotta say bye. 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 Bye.